This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, hi, guys. Did you miss us? We are back live on YouTube. Sports Grid Replay. No more best up shows. This is real. This is live. He is Dave. I am Matt. The book is back. The Bostonian is back. We are back. Farrah is back from a road trip from, I don't know, where he went to the middle of nowhere. We'll get to that later in the program. But Dave, how are you? Sporting the LA gear. We got a lot to talk about, but what you're doing in Los Angeles for five days. Yeah, man. Um, Great trip. Great. uh, Wasn't really a break away from stuff, you know, and um, glad to be back. Uh, I'm assuming you're wearing the green because of the Celtics nonsense that's going on today no i'm wearing it for the for the words i'm all ears <laughs> let's go oh god KD, baby let's go you're just willing to just take that short term maybe win for you're from boston this is what we do it's a bad move it's not we a boston don't... move oh well, 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 well excuse me what was Kevin Garnett exactly? Was that, was that a long-term move or did you go get Kevin Garnett? Come on. It's what we do. Oh, man. The I Lakers love. do. It's what we do. It's what the upper teams do. No one thinks about the future. No one worries about 2028. <sighs> Worry about it now. When? Now. You're crazy. Speaking of now, all I'm worried about is this dog. We got this dog. They, 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 they went and these people in this house for 15 years. I, I I put my foot down and said, no, you can't do it. We told Santa not to bring him. Mm-hmm. He said, we can't do it. We just can't do it. We're just never home enough. I'm working too much at the book. Jess is too busy with the, with the pharmacist stuff. We just can't do it. We're traveling for softball. I leave for L.A. I take Big Consent Kylie with me for five days come home and I got this little dog that's amazing. This dog is a golden do- mini golden doodle. They told me it's only going to go to 20 to 25 pounds. I know they're completely full of shit. That dog <laughs> is definitely going to get bigger than that. I'm going to bet the over. Probably. But this dog just keeps looking at me and then comes over and licks my ankles and then I pick it up and it licks my chin and I'm like, You're hooked. I got another kid. Absolutely. 100%. What's the name though? took 24 hours, almost okay. 48 hours to have all these women in this house agree oh on a gosh. name. Okay. There's so many things. And we were trying to maybe stick with the K theme. Kylie, Kelsey, Con Kendall. Sig. Just call it Consig. You need they, two they, syllables for a dog. They said hey. they can't do it. They, they said they wouldn't do it. I tried to, I tried to do it uh, a bunch of different names. Oh, man. Um, that seemed to be too easy. Use the K. This Consig. It's it was easy, but they went with Charlotte. Kendall wanted to name the dog Joy because the Ooh. the dog is going to bring joy to our lives. So one syllable name is tough. Kid. One syllables are hard for dogs. 
one syllable. So she got overruled by the big ones, by okay. the big kids. So we went back and forth. They came up with Charlie. Charlie Good. with an I. I like it. C-H-R-C-H-A-R-L-I. Yep. Joy. Charlie Joy. Oh. I'm just happy because now I can go, ladies love Cool J. CJ. LL Cool J. Yeah. I call it, I call the dog CJ. Yeah. Sig puppy, whatever I call CJ, it. CJ will hook because you just need that 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 bang bang, Which, that bang, two bang. syllable bang. name, and then the dog will respond to it. So bang. it'll get to know its name and the way you the way you say it. But that's yes. it's a cute dog, man. That is oh. a, that is a looking that is a looker. I'm holding out. I mean, I showed Madeline the picture, and that started the whole conversation of Daddy. When did you? When are you getting a dog? When are you getting a puppy? When are you getting a dog? When are you getting a puppy? Yes. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm holding off until after football season. I'm like, look, I can't train a puppy during football. It's not going to happen. Okay. So come to me February, but I don't know. I, I have a bad feeling that, that Santa Claus is going to get it on the list and it's going to show up in December. I'm telling you right now, this dog came trained. It goes to yep. the door and tells us when it wants to go outside. Well, they did the research. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. I I would need to have an animal that like that if I if I can yeah. get an animal that's already trained ahead of time. Yeah, it's it makes it a lot easier. We have a doggy doorbell. There's a she she goes to she's figured this out in seventy two hours. It's down by where her nose would go by okay. the door. She goes to the door and puts her nose against it, and it says ding dong like it's a doorbell. It's time for her to go out. So Back now door, she's training the kids and training us to tell us to tell her, open the door. Back door, front door. Back door. So who gets backdoor duty? Who, who who gets back outside duty? So the clean, far. The cleanup duty. So far, it's middle consig Kelsey. This okay. is this is her job. She understands it. She's owned it. Good. But Little Consig is gonna have to learn how to pick up the shit. And Little Consig is watching the show right now, running the chat. And I know she's watching. Literally, she was first in the chat. She first couldn't wait. Post, first Listen, was everybody was like, when are you guys coming back? Not <laughs> like, I mean, you know, Kendall was excited for me to come back, her dad. And, you know, she got to say hi to her sister briefly. But she's like, when are you guys doing the show again? <laughs> that's all I want to know. Uh, so that's why she was first and foremost ready to go in the chat. Uh. How is she going to be dealing with school? She's going to be like watching the show on her on her, on her phone during third grade. Like, <laughs> don't give her no ideas, please. She's going to be watching the show. What are you doing? Watching my dad's show? What do you mean? It's math time. I watch my dad's show. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher's going to come in and be like, "What are you doing?" Well, my dad does a show called BVB, and I'm in the chat all the time, so I got to go get talk to my people. You know, it's important. I got to go say hi. Hey, we got to see who the teacher is. If the teacher likes to put in parlays on the weekends, she Maybe. may want to watch the show too. It's okay. <laughs> everybody wants to pick, since everybody wants to watch the show. Come on in, join the club. Yeah. Hit the hit the like button while you're here too. That's a good point. All right. So let's talk about some, some of your experiences. What was the all-star game? Like you saw the home run derby, you missed a foul ball that hit, I think in a plate of nachos by what I saw from your yeah. video. Yeah. Overall, what were the highlights of the LA trip? Um, driving there Saturday, we leave, we see the clouds and you live here. So you know what I'm talking about when you see them and you know, wherever it's at, it's raining really hard. Like it's going to be one of those. And I'm with Kylie. She's zoned in, zoned out. But I'm like, that is bad. When that comes, I hope we don't hit that. We're driving. We're past Prim. 
and it looks like it's beside us or behind us. Mm. And then the wind picked up to the point where it lifted an 18 wheeler up on two wheels on the, on the side, on the, all the left side wheels lifted up right in front of us. I thought this car, truck was going to blow over. And I was Wait like, you saw an 18 wheeler on two wheels in front of you. Yes. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Kylie. I said, I don't know what to do. She's like, well, what do you mean? I said, I don't know what to do. Just wait a second. Like we were, the, the wind it was almost like being in a, I've never been in a tornado, but it felt like it. Okay. I thought the car, I thought my car was going to lift up. It's low to the ground. Thank God. Were but, you, were you going up over the mountains? It was right before the up. Okay. It was on that flat part. So it might've been a tornado. I mean, it, it might've been. Or and a then, devil, as they call it. Seconds later, it started that rain and you couldn't see anything. I literally could see five feet. Front. I could see the back of the truck lights, the big square. Mm -hmm. And I was like holding on white knuckling. And I haven't had a white knuckle drive since like back east when you're driving through the snow and you can't yeah. see and all that other shit. But I was like, oh, man, this is bad. I was trying to stay calm. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going to poop my pants with the 18 year old next to me. I'm like, Whoa, for about 15 to 20 minutes, we were going about six miles an hour. And at one point, I don't think, I think we all stopped just to let it kind of blow. Yeah. Um, the truck started to blow off the road at one point. And I was like, Kylie, I'm going to stay in this right lane. Cause if something comes blowing across this freeway, I'm going to pull off. If I'm in the left lane, I'd be trapped. Right. You know, so I'm going to get in the right lane. So we did that. And then we, we inched along and immediately the skies opened up. And I was like, wow, we made it. Now, as we pulled up, there was a truck jackknifed in the middle of the freeway. Jackknifed. So it was the front was like this wow. and the side was yeah, like, it's right. like a V. Yep. And I think the, the driver may have done that on purpose to prevent him from flipping over. He may have just made a V. Oh. Probably a really smart move. When I looked at it, I was like, wow. Glad he's okay. There was two more pulled over. There was that water sitting on the road that you've seen. This is here. on the flat part after you hit Prim, before you go to the overpass to the whatever the heck they call Correct. That, that pass. So it's about, uh, a, if you guys don't baker. know, it's about, bake, yeah, it's, it's like a, I don't know how far, like a 30 miles from Vegas about, right? Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's past Prim. You're right. So it's okay. it's 60 miles probably from okay, all right, so yeah. probably so an hour into the trip when this happened. Okay. But you're not in the mountains driving up. You're still on the flat. Just started to drive up when the clearing started. Oh, gosh. And there was no water, and it, the roads were wide open. And I was like, whoo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it can't get any worse than that guy. You know, and she literally was like, I think I have to stop to go to the bathroom. I'm like, are you okay? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so making it through that started the trip good. Saturday, we drove straight now right to the Celebrity Classic. Got to sit with Dubsy and Megan Payton for an inning. Um, that was well, so are, much fun. Are they, are, is Megan based in L.A.? Megan lives in L.A., yes. Okay, so that's why they – I was like – I knew that Dubsy lived in L.A., but I was like, does yeah. Megan live in L.A. too? So, okay, yeah. that's cool. So we got to is see that them. Or that just like luck of luck of the draw that you guys got together? Well, they told me they were going because they shot some videos. Apparently, Dubsy did a hot dog eating contest with Dodger dogs, a self-imposed. How many Dodger dogs could he eat in a certain amount of time? 
I haven't seen the video yet, but I saw Dubsy after he did it. He didn't look good. He, he, he no, he didn't look doesn't good sound like all. he no. so, felt, felt, so, felt he had a very rough night. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Um, got to see so um Bad Bunny, rapper, Puerto Rican rapper, owned the owned the Saturday night, but he gave up an at bat in the celebrity classic. First time he comes up. Crowd's going crazy, swinging a bat like he's going to come in. But he goes, I'm going to give up an at-bat to Vladimir Guerrero. And Vladdy walks out and takes an at-bat in the celebrity. Junior, game. right? Or no, senior? senior. Oh, no. <laughs> Daddy. Yes. Uh-oh. Yes. So then the second at-bat, everybody's like, oh, he's going to hit now. That was, a, that was a cool stunt. Big poppy. He gives up the at-bat to David Ortiz. It was the coolest thing ever. We were we were in the tenth row. We were right by there. So like seeing Big Poppy come out and own the crowd, all you know done up. Yeah, I was like you know even I mean Kylie didn't really remember the speech from Boston, but she saw it in the movie about the bombing and all that stuff. Right. So it was really cool seeing Big Poppy. So those were the two highlights. Saturday, the home run derby was awesome. Monday. The red carpet walk was ridiculously cool on Tuesday. We were right there. You know, I got to meet all the people from MLB Network. We got to, you know, sit right there and five feet from everybody as they come out and took pictures and did all that stuff. Tuesday, we're at the game. Third inning, Juan Soto's up. We're sitting in section 131, right behind the dugout on the left field side, on third base side. Lefty, fastball, check swing, comes right up over the net. Kylie's on the aisle. I'm in seat seven. She's in seat eight. And the foul ball is coming up pretty hot right at her. I'm like, oh my God. And I've had flashbacks because Kelsey you told, you the, told the story. Yeah. It was, I was going to say, this is, is 2.0. I'm like, I'm, she's holding <laughs> the helmet at Dodger Stadium, a full helmet of nachos with Pico. Uh, chorizo, it's piled up high. It costs $19.99. Oh, okay. It's multiple forks and it lasts three innings. And then you're probably in the bathroom for three innings (laughs) when you're done with it. Okay. She's holding this. It's the third inning. We just got the top layer. Like it's we're just into the top layer. Here comes this ball and I'm going to get it. But if I go through her to get it, I'm either knocking her over, which is bad, or I'm knocking the nachos on her, which is it's worse. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. She's 18. Yes, and true. she'll kill me. I mean, I'm yes. literally, I sleep with one eye open. I know. So <laughs> I stand up and freeze. And this ball comes zipping by. And it hits the step two feet from her. And I'm like going to reach over. And it trickles down the next step. It hits the thing and dies like a golf ball. Like you hit a perfect wedge sticks and then just backspin down one step. And I'm like ready to literally dive onto the ground for a foul ball, like an idiot. And I realize they do that. You're you're 51 years old. Are you out of your, and the cameras could be rolling. And if you're on MLB network diving for a A foul ball, ball, that's going to be on replay on replay on replay. Like you're going to literally be known as, as the MLB network guy who dove for the foul, go for a foul ball. I'm not diving for the foul ball. Yeah. I watch it trickle down, trickle down. The guy right in front of us picks it up and goes, Oh, I got a foul ball. 
Kylie looked at me like she wanted to just knock me out on the spot. She's like, turns to me and goes, and I had just said to her, the batter before, when lefties are up, you have to be alert because we're, we're opposite the foul ball. Yeah. I said, you, you know, when I tell you you're in the on-deck circle and we're on the third base side, the lefties up, you have to be alert. I said, these check swings, these guys are throwing 98 and the batters can't see it. That shadow at Dodger Stadium, I can't wait to bet the game under whenever playoff games come in October or yeah, in the beginning of October. You can't see shit. You there's mm. you can't see a thing. You saw it the first I don't know how Goldschmidt hit that home run in the first inning of the All-Star game. I have no idea because <laughs> the American League guys couldn't see anything. Anyhow, the guy picked up the ball. She sat and stared at me literally for two batters and was like, How did you not catch that? Seriously. And I was like, Kylie, you're on the aisle. You're holding, you should have put the nachos down. The or problem the was, or catch them with the nachos. <laughs> as she turned and this ball was screaming, the nachos spilled into the uh, aisle. Like every, whatever was in there, all the chips, all the shit went everywhere. And she, she's turned and we got the bottom like layer left. And I don't have the foul ball. Took her about two or three innings to get over it. She was really oh, pissed off. Too. Like, this is my teenage daughter mad so did, about I said, I'll go guy, buy you more nachos. The guy got the ball, right? Because you, you yeah. did an interview with the guy. I did, Andrew. Andrew. He, he He's was watching the long. show probably right now. Thank you, Andrew, for watching the show. Okay. Uh, he didn't he, – did he keep the ball? I Not only did he keep the ball – it's his first foul ball he ever got in his life. I know, okay. but he's a, he, he's a season ticket holder, just became a season ticket yeah. holder, but he's yeah. about, I would say, 40, 50? How old is Andrew? Mid-40s to 50, yeah. Give the ball up, dude. He was sitting there flipping it like a guy in the bullpen. He was so Give excited. The Listen, ball. the ball was really cool. It was anybody, anybody who's watching this, if you go to a Major League Baseball game and you yep. catch a foul ball, give it to a fucking kid. I don't care how old the little kid is. Give it to a kid. Okay. Yeah. Adults don't need to walk out with foul balls. Go buy one. Oh, it wasn't a game used ball. Who cares? Who cares? Oh, but Juan so hit it. Who cares? Give it to a kid. Should have given it to your to your daughter or to another kid lying around. So it's memo for you. Put it in your brain for the rest of your life. If you catch a foul ball, give the foul ball to a kid. I think you're right. I think you have to do that. Yes. You don't like need the kids. Have you ever gotten a foul ball in a game? Yes. It's cool. Yes, but the experience of having the baseball versus giving the baseball to a 10-year-old is way different because for you, without it's a, a doubt, for you, it's a Tuesday. Right. For the 10-year-old, it's a damn moment of his life. It's like, I got a foul ball from the game. Are you kidding me? Players touch this. This is incredible. Like, do you see the video of, of, the, of the famous dude who was going after, I think it was Verlander or somebody trying to sign, getting autographs on the on the on the line on the red carpet. We line. saw that guy at the red carpet. Okay. I we it wanted to go choke him out. Well, that's his bit. Okay, I guess that's his thing to do that. But he was literally like elbowing ten year olds. Like it was like this forty year old dude who's trying to like body up these kids, and it looked just pathetic. Regardless <laughs> of what the bit is or his YouTube stardom or whatever the hell the guy does just really embarrassing knowing that, you know, we, we see this and you're like, I don't care if it's part of your content or not leave the kids to the autographs. Like this is for them. This is about growing the game. That's how the game grows. Not you going on your eBay page and selling an autographed baseball from the all-star game. Uh, the kids have balls 
from when they got their balls at the games. They still have the balls. Like they, they yeah, we've moved a couple times. They've taken the ball that like when we were in Boston last year, Kelsey caught a foul ball of Fenway. It came right up. She caught it. That's awesome. It was great. But if I would have caught it, obviously I would have given it to her. But like when we were in Pittsburgh, we got they were players were coming off the field. We were close enough. McCutcheon flipped them a ball. He did it in San Diego too. They still have the balls from five, eight years ago when they were little kids. That's what you're talking about. Like, I don't need the ball, but that kid, like you said, is going to have a memory forever. And that ball is going to be that ball. It's a good story. I don't know. Some people in the chat, like if it's your first ball, no, you still can't keep it. No. No, Damn, Dude, I don't get if you caught it. Okay. So we catch it, hold it up, go on TV, get your little 30 seconds or whatever. Go find a kid, hand the ball to the kid. Better. And you're done. And then the kid's like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. You've done two good things. One, you caught the ball. So you feel like the man. And two, you made some kids day and maybe some kids month or maybe some kids year. Right. And He'll talk about this. I went to my first game at whatever Dodger stadium and some guy gave me a foul ball and that was incredible. I remember him handing me this ball and I was like, oh my gosh. And I kept the ball for 20 years, whatever it is. Like it means more to them than it does to you. If you want a ball they use in the game, go buy one. Like legitimately <laughs> go to the pro shop and buy a damn baseball. You it's $11. The, it's <laughs> the, the all-star games were 20. Whatever, $20. <laughs> you, you're you're a, a grown person making money, okay? Give the damn ball to a kid. It drives me nuts. Oh. Whenever they pan to show, I'm watching a baseball game and, a, and an adult catches it, I'm always waiting. And sometimes the camera stays on the guy or the girl. And I'm like, do it. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Don't, don't you dare. Turn around. Look around. Find the kid. And then give uh. the ball to the kid. Give the ball to, I don't care how old, 18, 16, 4, 5, whatever. Give it to a kid. It's going to mean a hell of a lot more to them than it does to you. Uh, it was a great week, man. It culminated with the with the super, you know, with uh, pregame spread and better's eye right from the field in the dugout at Dodger Stadium. I show up with the swag. This is one of the hats I got. It it's has nice patches hat. on it. Home run derby, all-star game patch, all this stuff. You got a couple of wild ones, though. The, 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 it's so busy. I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at. Oh, well, I got the one with all 30 MLB teams emblems on it. I have that. I'll get that in a second. It's Did over you buy there. that? Yeah, the rep was there, and he really – I showed him the, the the Twitter feed. I showed him a clip, but I showed oh. him all this stuff. So he he kind of hooked it, it up. I said, I'm going to wear it on the era? show. No, Team Pro Standard. Interesting. Team Pro Standard. Yeah. New, Team Pro Standard. New so York new City. Company? New York City designer, fashion designer. Oh, uh, that's what this this shirt is too, but they're they're they get all the licensing stuff, so they get the official stuff. Do you remember that Laker one I wore? Yeah, that Laker sweatshirt. Yeah. Same company. Oh, very I cool. meet the rep. I love the stuff. It's a high quality stuff. I love it. Anyhow, um, I wore it at Dodger Stadium when I went and did the hit uh, for the shows. So I come strutting in. Kylie's out waiting in the car. I take the elevator down to the press to the bottom level to the field level. I come walking down. There's Dave Roberts. There's Gavin Lux. There's Freddie Freeman. And I come walking by in this outfit with the sunglasses on. And they're like, "Who in the hell is this dude?" And I'm like, "Hey guys, what's up? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Why are you here? Why I show, are you? 
literally showed up and grabbed the microphone and said MLB Network. And Dave Roberts is 10 feet away from me. And I'm supposed to sit there and say the Dodgers are going to lose. Oh, no. Like, like I'm going to go on and talk to Arizari and Stryker and Ariel about the games. And I'm like, I love the under that day. It was um, Logan Webb, Friday yeah. night. Logan Webb was pitching for the Giants. and 2-1 uh, final, right? Or 3-2? No, it was 1-1 into the seventh, and Bellinger, who's hitting 204, hit a grand slam in the bottom of the eighth, 5-1. Oh, wow. But the total was eight, so under, it's, yeah. it stayed under. But it's weird because I was doing the show, and those guys were literally 10 feet away from me. Just Dave Roberts, I swear, he was staring me down like, who sure. is this clown? And what <laughs> the hell is he talking about? And why is he wearing that? But I know TV. he probably wanted it to know where I got it because I must have been asked a hundred times when I was wearing this stuff. Where did you get that? Where did you get that? Where did you get that? But Dave Roberts looks pretty good in Dodger blue. He had one of those warmups on. I almost asked him if I could have it, but it's fun, man. I was sitting in the dugout, you know, in between shows. They're like, sit in the shade, go sit in the dugout. I'm like, oh man, I'm waiting for one of these guys to come up and go get the hell out of our. Oh dugout. yeah. Hell, hell yeah. You know? But it was it was so it's much surreal. Fun. It's it's a surreal moment. Like when I the, the first time I was in the dugout at Fenway, that I kind of like I like had to like pinch myself. I was kind of just like, if I had told myself ten years ago that I would yep. be sitting at Fenway Park in the dugout, and then I went upstairs and I did the show. I was, I was doing radio in Maine at the time, of all places, uh, and went upstairs went upstairs to do the show and like going like. When those moments happen, as, as guys who have been around the game for as long as we have been watching it, it is kind of wild when you're actually like, wait, this is where the games are actually being played. <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're betting on this, but like the game is actually going on. And you, I, I always can talk about this too. And I'm curious how get your take on this. Like we oftentimes bet on things so rapidly and so you know consistently every day. We're talking about games and breaking them down. So often we're watching it on television, but you start to understand the methodology or the worry back when there were 5,000 people watching a sport and how gambling and the, the I'm going to bet this to happen type of thing with the money transaction, like how the game started to be bet upon. You start to see it. And you also, I also see the other side of it going like, wait, what are you doing? And, and like the transactional nature of where we are today versus where we were a hundred years ago with baseball or sports in general or boxing or whatever, that one-on-one -on -one bookie to player type of interaction. It was all cash, all face to face, trying to predict what we're doing anyway. But since we're doing it on a phone with numbers, it just, sometimes it feels more plastic than what it was a hundred years ago. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, it's, it's, it's so different now. Yeah. It's it, the whole experience is different, right? Like, I mean, Parking costs $60. I mean, a Dodger dog Pretty costs $9.99. Close. $9.99. Is it 60 bucks close or 60 bucks just in general? Like, didn't matter where, 60 where in the lot. bucks to get in a lot. Yeah. Cause Dodger Stadium has a huge lot. Yep. You know, I mean, so it was every car, 60 bucks. Every that was for the All Star game. Then we, when we went the next night or for the Thursday game for the Dodger yeah. game, it was 30. Okay. So, you know, I guess Double. preferred parking was 50, but it was funny because we were there Saturday night, celebrity classic Monday, uh, Derby Tuesday, all-star game. And then Thursday for a regular season game, totally different vibe, totally different vibe. It was such sure. a show 
Yeah. And everybody was there. ESPN set was there. MLB Network set was there. Everybody did their shows right from the field. They had this set set up. It was fascinating to stand there and watch these guys break down a set in eight minutes yeah. and then put it back up in five after. <laughs> you know, I was like, wow, yeah. this is, you know, I mean, Kylie doing it for the first time and seeing it as an 18 year old was, was a really good experience because things look a certain way on TV. <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> They are a real way in real life. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I was doing radio shows, like, on the phone, driving to the stadium one time, like, just, and she's like, how are you doing this? I'm like, this is what the media is, Kai. Like, this guy's show was this time. I told him I would do it, and I told him I would be in the car, and he said, okay. So, this is, you know, did a 15-minute hit like that. So it was, it was so much, it was just fun. It was surreal, but you're right. The the whole experience is, um, it's not anywhere close to what it used to be. It's mm-hmm. still fun. Like for me, I just love going to the games mm-hmm. and you know, it's just, if I would have taken a whole family, um, Brinks I would truck. have been broke. Yeah. Brinks truck. You need everybody to, go to, to do that. But I mean, it's, I think it's always good for, any of us, like I, I, we, we, on this show, we know about, but other shows too, like we, we are, we are, we love the game. Like first and foremost, the game is what matters. At the yes. end of the day, it's still about the game and Absolutely. how we get around it, what we talk about, how we argue everything that goes into sports media. If you forget that it's all about the game, you forget about what we're really doing here like what we're supposed to be doing yes we're betting on it yes we're trying to make money on it yes we're trying to beat the books and yes we're trying to have fun but i mean at the end of the day it's about the actual game going on if you don't like the game i oftentimes wonder how many people you know are there some people in media who actually don't like the sport they're covering because the way that they're (laughs) some of their takes or some of their approaches or some of the way that they present the information that they have. It's like, do you like this sport? Because it feels like you don't like this sport. It feels like you kind of, you don't like You could see how, I mean, I loved working in the book and I loved booking the games, but it robs you of your joy for the love of the game. And it becomes a job more than anything. Like, so I could see how covering it on a daily basis, fighting the traffic every day to get to the press box, asking the same questions afterward of the players, and they know that they don't want to answer it. They don't know. They know you don't care, but you're on a deadline. You're doing it. I could see how the grind of covering a sport could rob you of it. But if it does, man, it's get time out. to do something else. Yeah, get out. I, I, I used to sit there, watch Boston media members, crusty old dudes who've been around for 40 years. And I know for a fact they hate what they're doing. Like. <laughs> They hate the players. Like they absolutely right. hate the players. Rich, spoiled, entitled pricks who I'm sitting here <laughs> making $75,000 a year, busting my hump, trying to make my mortgage payment. You're 19. You just signed for $40 million. You'll never worry a day in your life for money. Who the hell are you? And then you mouth off to me like what happened in the, in the Philadelphia Phillies locker room right. over the weekend where, you know, it's a stupid question. And it's like, well, you, did you hear the booing? Yes or no? It's a stupid question. Well, I might be a stupid question, but answer the question. Did you hear the booing? Yes or no? And then you can be, and then people choose which side they want to be on, on that. The media member doing their job or the player that doesn't want to answer a question about being booed for a poor performance. And it's just, it, the dynamic with once you get into the media, like fans don't really understand a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that goes on between the media and players, but it spills over into coverage all the time where guys just hate their job or hate their life or where they are in life 
and it influences or impacts the way they cover the team. And it stinks when it happens. Do you think it's happening yet in the sports gambling media space? I mean, we had a, we had a week to get away from it. You still did just the picks, but like yeah. to get away from it, talk to some people. That was fun, like for me. But like, I think if it hasn't happened to some people, it's going to happen. I would them. agree. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of people who are in it for the wrong reason. I, I think my biggest takeaway from the week off, and I was talking to, to 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 somebody over the weekend, and she did not know about like gambling TikTok. And she's she, she like, we're talking about TikTok. And she's like, I she's like, what do you mean they there's like dancing gambling TikTok? Yeah, like people go on there and they just do dancing videos and they put up pics. And she's like, people watch that? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, does the information like do people bet on what they're saying? I'm like, I really don't know. It's like, what's the point? And like, the point is eyeballs. But is anyone betting it? I don't know. But the point is just to get eyeballs on it. She's like, yeah, but you get eyeballs doing all sorts of things. Why are you doing it with, with, with betting? I'm like, it's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> like, But those people generally, I'm thinking, aren't really going to be around long term. I mean, those people generally are going to have a tough time of it because they don't come to the space with a desire or would I be doing this if I wasn't in front of a camera doing a dance? Would I be making these plays, these bets, these recommendations, whatever it might be? And I'm not talking all of them, but for some of them, the answer would be no. Some of the right. guys on TikTok, same deal. Some of them, you no, know, that's the new trend right now is that dudes are trying to do the stupidest thing they can do to get attention. And then they'll say, bet my parlay or whatever it might be after the fact. It's Ooh. just... It's just, whatever. This is just the new way of, of trying to gain attention in brands. And you and I have talked about this on and off the air, but you know, brands believe that all eyeballs are good eyeballs. And we've kind of said, actually, no, <laughs> like we don't really believe in that. Are they engaged? Do they want to follow? Do they want to listen? Do they pay attention to what you're talking about? If the answer is no, then you can have 2 million I'd rather have a hundred engaged people that are going to be listening and doing and talking about our show and doing what we're doing than having 2 million people that just flip by it and go click, click, right. swipe by. So, you know, that, that probably is what was my biggest takeaway of going like, I think the industry is heading this football season. It's going to be, this is where you've talked about it. The boiling point, the breaking point, the tipping point, this football season is going to be it. <laughs> this is going to be it. It's going to be like DFS. Where after this, after this football season, after I think it was, I don't remember what, which year it was, but lawmakers stood up and said, guys, I'm done. That's Time it. Time That's it. We're, we're, we're getting involved. Okay. You, you, we, we left you alone long enough. We went Let you do far. your own thing. You did too much. You know, you, you built it up and now it's too big. And now we're coming in and we're yeah. going to start chipping away at the foundation and we're going to play, play some, some handcuffs on you guys. You're not going to get to do whatever you want. No yeah. more, no more wild, wild west. It has to happen at some point. I think it's just, it's just, I hope. And like, this is why we love the brigade so much and, and new people keep finding the show and other people in the space, maybe watching the show to, you know, help them do a better show or whatever it is. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine too. Like that, that, that's fine. It's okay. I mean, just say you, 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 you watched it. That's all. Just, yep. just hit the like button while you're here getting the show. Thank you. I mean, like, just say thank you. That's all. It's fine. Yep. But I hope that people that are, you know, watching us like it enough to stay engaged. And I think you and I are both 
self-aware enough, but also aware of the space enough because we're living the life every day here in Vegas and we're, we're around people that are doing it, that we take responsibility to not do that shit. Like mm. we're having fun with the stuff we're doing and we'll do some, you know, like I like to now I see these, you know, a lot of people like they take the pictures and they do the poses and stuff. So I'm trying to learn how to do the poses and all, all the fun stuff. And, you know, so it's fine. But you would do it whether you had an Instagram, TikTok, Twitter account or not. I'm doing it anyway. Half the right. time I'm doing it just to, to the kids will say something. And I'll be like, oh, I got to say I got to do that right now. Like, don't yeah. call me. Hey, bro, you know. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's a, that's a tweet. Like, you know, and I'll craft it, take my picture. They get mad. I'm like, listen, take my picture because I can't do it with the timer and get the Why shot not? right. Why not? I'm still their dad. Uh, you gotta They're learn. like, you, come what on are you now. doing? You're going to be a full-time content creator. You got to be able to cultivate your own content. You can't come. I, don't, I guess I don't kid. pay them enough. Like, I gotta, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm, I'm like, you guys got a car whenever you want. You got a roof over your head. When I ask you to take the garbage out, please do. And take a picture when I need you to take a picture. That's all I'm asking you to do. Meanwhile, we're at the game. Oh, Kyle, Kendall, I, I, I hear, I feel for you. <laughs> it's 3-2, uh, right? The, the All-Star game is 3-2 in the fourth. Right. And I said to Kylie, I leaned over and I go, take the games going over eight. She's like, what do you mean? I said, seven and a half is the number. Do you think there's going to be eight runs scored? She's like, oh, definitely. I said, okay. So you want to bet over or under? She goes, I bet over for sure. I'm like, okay. She had to sit there and watch as I sat every inning and watched another strikeout. I said, how about now? You think they're <laughs> going to get seven? Because that's the in-game number. She's like, Seriously? She's like, really? You're going to do this right now? I'm like, no, I just want you to know, like when you say definitely yep. and when you really think you know, I go back to the line. Nobody knows shit. The final score was 3-2. Nobody knows shit, but I mean, somebody, I, I had a conversation with somebody that I, you just led me into it over the Perfect. over this about that line. Yes. Okay. I, I agree with you. Our audience agrees with you wholeheartedly. but. Wasn't that a trap? Everybody is talking about the over. It's all-star game. It's, you know, they want scoring. Baseball is, they scored very quickly early. The the, the nerfy got blown up fast in the all-star game. Everybody was on the nerfy and then bam, run got scored. It was one nothing. Everyone's like, oh, okay, we're going to get 9, 10, 15 runs, right? Yep. The under is now, I'm going to kill the stat. Nine in a row? Yeah, but eight for the last 17 times, I believe it is. Where the total has been eight or higher, it's gone under in the all-star game. <laughs> okay. So everyone keeps on betting over and the books just are leading the Buffaloes off the cliff. So on some level, the books, the, the books mathematically, I'm not saying they know anything, but the books are mathematically setting you up to bet the over. Cause you say eight runs. Oh, easy. Eight runs. Come on. It's an all-star game. I mean, these guys are going to be hacking home runs are going to happen. It was Five runs in four innings. Of course, we're getting to eight. It went way under. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, I've seen it for, for decades where it's not the book setting you up. It's all the noise. It's the yeah. TikToks. It's the Instagrams. It's us. It's the Twitter. Everybody, this game's going over. This, that, whatever. And I, we used to sit in the book and go, tell them whatever you want. Just make sure you come bet here. We just want the bets. Just come in. All right. And then if it would have gone over, 
we probably would have had people starting LLCs. <laughs> we would have had more followers for handicapping services. I get a new handicapping service every single day. I get a new handicapping service following me every single day on the Twitter at Sake. I see it every day. Yep. And I'm like, okay. So, yes, it was. But you just said the facts. 17? 17 I believe that's right. SoCal DJ, it's, it's SoCal DJ and stat that he pulled. Him and I were going over it, and it was like, because we were looking at the trends, and it was eight overnight. It was seven and a half the morning of. And so we bet on just the picks. We bet the over, and he was like, look, he's like, this is a really solid trend on the under. Eight, you know, eight or over, it goes under almost every single time. Like, it's ridiculous. And I was like, okay. I'm going under. And so I, so I bet under right. after the fourth inning, I'm going, ah, son of a bitch. Right. This is right. Be a pain in the, and then fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, it just stopped. I mean, and then once I was watching it with my brother, Colin, who was in town, right. We got to the sixth inning and he By goes, the way, he, he designed a nice lid. That was he did. Very, he yeah, did get very nice. He, he did design job. very nice BVB lid. Yes, he yes. did. It was all, that was all him. I didn't do any of it. He, he's the one picked the colors out to pick the Good hat job, out. Sir. Looks very, looks very nice. Shout out to him. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But he made the point and I didn't even think about it. We got to the seventh and he goes, well, here comes the, the closers. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. I was like, I didn't even think about that. I bet the under just because of the trend, but we got to the seventh inning and he was like, yeah, well, here come all the closers. I was like, oh shit. He's right. Seventh, eighth, ninth. We got six closers about to come into the game. This is done. I was like, I was like, Colin, we're good. He got the under with me. He's like, we're good. He's like, yeah, I think, I think we're good. Three, two is going to be the final. <laughs> Did you see, did it look like it did? Because we were right there behind mm-hmm. the third base dugout, but one level up, but you're close. The Dodger Stadium is not a bad seat. It's no. such a beautiful ballpark. Watching the sunset there, oh. I, I was just happy to be alive. No, we're in part kidding. of the city too. It's like the city's all growing up around it and it's just kind of like right in the middle and like there's oasis. Oh, it's up. Yeah, it's in a little ravine, the Chavez, Chavez Ravine. ravine yeah. It's it's in a neighborhood that there's two roads to it. I mean, I, I take everything back about driving in LA and like getting to Dodger stadium. No one, if you don't leave three hours early, you ain't getting to the game when it starts. And I know why people leave. Oh, you mean grade. ripping on the fans? You mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah early, I've been talking yeah, about fans yeah. for, for, for forever growing right. up back East. You're like, right. why would you get to a game? Like, I know why you get to a game late at Dodger stadium, but did it look like to you and the people in the chat can chime in too, the dominance of pitching, like each guy that came in, starter, reliever, it didn't matter, was there to throw gas. Except they were for throwing BBs. Yeah, but Gonsolin got torched. I mean, so did I mean Kershaw and Gonsolin, the two homegrown Dodger pitchers, got torched in the All-Star game on their well, own. Kershaw mound. got out without giving up a run. He didn't give up a run. He gave up a hit to Otani, then picked him off. Then he struck oh, out Judge okay. and he struck out. Um, oh, right. And then he was out. Okay. But yeah. Gonsolin gave up three runs, right? Gonsolin gave up the two run homer to Stanton and then the back to back to, to yeah. Buxton. He gave up With, three runs and two home Stanton's runs. Ball literally almost went out of the stadium. <laughs> was hit so hard. It was crazy. Yeah. Stanton's, that was an exit velo. I think like yeah. 116 or something. It was stupid. It was just like, I haven't crush, watched but... the actual coverage yet of it, but did you enjoy the coverage of the game and the guys being mic'd up? No. You didn't like it? I mean, I, I no, because it, it has to be certain people who do it. I know what they're trying to do, but I, I like it. I would rather have like one player the entire time. Like they kept on shuffling through and rotating through. I right. really don't like pitchers being mic'd up. 
really don't oh, like that. Wow, see, that's crazy because most people actually thought that was really cool. Like Alec Manoa must yep. have killed it. Yep, he and did. I mean, he, he was talking Cortez smack. Cortez and the catcher being mic'd up, a lot of people found that appealing. I don't they, know. They don't share anything. Like, you know that's not what they're saying. They're acting. Like, the, it's just not uh, real. Like, it's just... You don't think so. No, they, I mean, because they're not going to... If if they say, okay, this would be cool, right? If a pitcher got on the mound and said, and kind of held his held his glove up to before his face and said, all right, it's a 2-1 pitch. This guy thinks I'm going low and outside. We're going breaking ball back door. And then throws it. That would be cool. Right. But they're not going to do that because they don't want to tip pitches. They don't want to tip off motions. They don't want to give anybody any extra stuff as to what they're going to approach or how they're going to do it. So instead, it turns into like weird smack talk and yeah, and heavy breathing. And it's just kind of awkward. <laughs> so <laughs> if I learn something, that's really cool. Like that's why I like in the NFL or the XFL or the USFL or whatever, when they mic up a quarterback and we actually hear them start talking plays or reads or switching coverages or whatever. That's, that's cool. Cause you're learning about what actually is going on in the field. Mic'd up just in a, at an all-star game. is just sort of like a way of filling time, I think. Mm. Okay. But I get I why know. people like it. I mean, it's, it's a look, uh, yeah, inside, I the, think, I look mean, inside the game. I'm just not learning anything. I've got ratings were down, but the coverage was more engaging. Let's yes. Covers the tie all around together. It was way down. People liked it that watched it, but not enough people watched it. But I think more people watched it from the gambling aspect of it, had bets on it. I think there was I think there was a lot of like um, you know, will this guy hit a home run? Yes or no. There was a lot of fun bets on it. I was watching it from a place where I couldn't actually do it. I tried every single one of my apps that I have here. It lets you look at the lines. Yeah, right. It lets you do everything, and then you go to hit, you know, place a wager, and it tells you you're not located in the right place. You can't do it. So it was good to see the geolocation worked for all the ones that I have here. That's listen. That's hit and miss sometimes. It normally works. Yeah. It's 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 normally pretty okay. pretty pretty tight. So all right, well, that's cool. I'm glad I'm glad you had that trip. That's very cool. It was fun. All right. So as, as we mentioned, I'm wearing this this little I'm all ears. I'm wearing the green. Told you this trade a month ago. Boston Celtics to trade for Kevin Durant. Jalen Brown. I'm, get, I'm getting a hat change. I left it over right. Keep talking. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and a first round pick. At the moment, it sounds like it's Derek White, Jalen Brown, and a first-round pick. According to Brian Winhorst, he reported this morning that actually this is a trade offer that was made weeks ago. This is not actual new information. This has been going on for a while. And at, at the time of right now, there aren't, there's no new trade talks going on between the Celtics and the Nets. People in Boston, some are speculating that this is just Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets trying to screw up the locker room in Boston. And he might be on to something because Jalen Brown, hearing this news with his name being floated in trade talks, went to Twitter and decided to drop in a shake my head tweet, SMH, on this saying, I can't believe I'm being talked about being shipped. But again, I do this deal. If the Brooklyn Nets are going to give you for Derek White, Jalen Brown, and a first-round pick, I say yes before the full trade offer even comes out of the guy's mouth. If it's Marcus Smart, I pause. I think I go through my due diligence. I probably still make it. But 
There's Jalen Brown's tweet this morning. <laughs> SMH, I love it. Shake my head. Not happy. Now the question is... Is he not happy, though? Well, he's not happy about being talked about in trade talks because that means you're not wanted. They want somebody else beside you. But does this mean they have to trade Jalen Brown now regardless because this story has come out that they have put him into a trade package for Kevin Durant? I don't think so. I mean, like, what we perceive is going on and what really is going on, we don't know. Like, I was never more evident of that while I was standing next to Dave Roberts telling people that were watching the show and I was doing the show with that the game was going to go under. And he was looking at me like, what the hell do you know? So I'm thinking the players and the, and the GMs, like, they're watching all this going, okay. And then they go to jail. Listen, man, relax. Okay. The trade talks are happening because it's Kevin Durant. We have to listen to this shit, but we're not trading you. Like that might be happening. That might be happening. That might be and KD's what happens agents. If they trade him. Well, they might say, listen, Jalen, we have a chance to get him and they want you. We, we can't not do the trade without giving them you. So now he's pissed off. That might be the case. We don't know. That probably is the I case. I disagree with you. I would, if I was the Celtics, I would not do this trade. I think okay. they are so long-term on the ramp up. And if they can keep these two together, I think I think the sky's the limit. I think they got the coach. I think they got the team. They need a physical dog, somebody to just be that guy right now until no, Tatum figures it out. They have a dog. They need a killer. That's that's okay. Like that's they need something else, and they don't need it to be Tatum or Brown to do it. They need they need that guy. They the don't kids. have him yet. Malcolm Brogdon's not a killer. Dino Gallinari is not a killer. Jason Tatum, as of right now, is not a killer. He may be, eventually, at 27, not 24. Right. Jalen Brown's not a killer. Marcus Smart wants to be, but is not. Right. That's why Kevin Durant is needed. If you want a ring, you go and do the deal. If you want to win Banner 18, which is the mission for this franchise dating back to 2008, how do they win? What if it doesn't, though, P. Ralt? Okay. What if they do the deal and they don't win it all? Because I'm trying to think again how many times, how many in basketball championships has Kevin Durant won? Wait, let me think about it. How many has he won? Two. What team was he on when he did it? The Warriors. Who have who? Well, that's why you get Kevin Durant because you have to go to war with the similar firepower that the Warriors present. Boston with Jason Tatum, very good bench scoring. Dino Gallinari off the bench, Malcolm Brogdon running the point. Jason Tatum at the two and the three, Kevin Durant at the three and the four, Robert Williams protecting the rim, Al Horford playing the four. Pretty good. Not gonna really, lie, that's pretty good. good. It's a really good seven. You got seven legitimate dudes coming at you who can score and play defense. I guess Durant doesn't play defense, but but <laughs> can, can play defense. I mean, Robert Williams is going to be a or Al Horford is going to be a great rim protector. Same with, I mean, you've got weapons. You got offense and defense. You've got a seven that can win the championship. So you do the deal. If you can get Kevin Durant, you go get Kevin Durant. Period. It's a top fifteen player of all time. Go get him. 
This is Boston's mantra. This has been every, this is why they got Manny Ramirez. It's why they got Pedro Martinez. It's why they got Kevin Durant. I'm sorry, Kevin Garnett. That's why they got um, Ray Allen. I mean, this is just how Boston sports has won championships over the years. It's why in sports, Boston has been very good at mixing homegrown talent with added players with, I mean, Boston went 16 and 0 in football with Randy Moss and a homegrown player, but you go and find a went to the Super Bowl, didn't win it, but went to the Super Bowl with Randy Moss. You bring in something you don't have and Boston doesn't have a killer. It's a good argument. I don't do it, but okay. maybe it's they just do. How do you think they built. do right now? Would you bet? Yes, they, they do. If the Nets don't. will say yes, the Nets, the Utah Jazz screwed up this trade market so bad because giving four first round picks for Rudy Gobert messed up everything. So if Gobert goes for what he went for, the Nets are like, okay, what the hell is Kevin Durant worth? And so they're so, who, so who overinflated. Route for him, um, Utah traded him to um, where did he just go? Um, help us out, chat. Where did where did Gobert go? Went four first round picks to not the Sixers. Where did he four go? first round picks? Yeah, for Rudy Gobert. So, this is the problem is that you've four got straight years or two in one year and one in one, and four total. I don't, I'm not sure all the years, but basically, four total first round picks. The hell. For, for, yeah, right. So that screwed up the entire trade market for uh, Gobert was traded. T-Wolves. T-Wolves. Timberwolves. Thanks, gave, boys. Molbex, Jordan Goroff. Thank you. Akbar. Bravo so, camp. Look at the first, boys all fired in today. <laughs> so four first round picks with the T-Wolves to get Gobert to go up alongside with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. And so you've got that bar that Brooklyn's going Okay. And everyone's like, yeah, he's 34 years old. We're not trading that. We're not giving you that for Kevin Durant. Sorry, not going to happen. So Boston's like, all right, what if we give you one first round pick? We'll give you two established players that you can build on, that you can take, that you can, you know, you're in the same division. That means Jalen Brown for the next five years, whatever, we'll have, we'll see red every time the Boston Celtics are on the schedule. He will ball out and go crazy. But I think Boston's comfortable with that. If they, if they win a championship, they don't, then the move was a mistake. Hmm. But if you win a championship, I mean, LeBron went to Miami and he brought along Kevin, Chris Bosh, you know, just the way the NBA has been built for years. LeBron went to LA, went to the Lakers, you know, got the trade done for Anthony Davis. Team building operates this way. And Jason Tatum is a hundred percent off limits, but everyone oh, else on the roster, sure. but everybody else in the roster open for, for conversation, in my opinion. Wow. I mean, I guess to have the conversation, you have to make it that way, but I don't know. I've seen it in the NHL and I, I'm a little bit biased in that, you know, it, it works when you get the pair together um, and then you bring in the third wheel whomever it's going to be, maybe, it, you know, you can get it. It's like adding Sidney Crosby. Sid and Gino played together now for years. They got a couple cups together. They needed the goalie. They needed the third, you know, they needed the third wheel. When they had the goalie, they won. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Brown and Tatum together with 
the right crew and like you said a killer gun to your head somebody okay you're tied up you have a you have a shotgun to your head you have to pick one player on the Boston Celtics roster to hit a shot to save your life who's taking it right now yep right now today first choice you have to think you have to first think. choice is Tatum, but like go, Tatum, if like I say the Golden said, State Warriors, learn. if I say the Golden State Warriors, who are you saying, Steph? If I say the Lakers, who are you saying, AD? Oh, LeBron, come on now. You you would taking the last shot. He's not yes. really good at the last shot. Yeah, you tempted. To, you're taking LeBron James. You're taking LeBron. I mean, I know he's not great at. It. You're still taking LeBron James. The AD law of averages. LeBron. You're taking LeBron James. All right. It's just you have a chance to get that type of player. That when the game's on the line, get the hell out of the way, give him the basketball, go win the game. I just think about if it doesn't work. Like of Boston course you have to think about if it doesn't work. But the, you, you can't in sports, you can't talk about you can't think about the mistakes. It's like going into a marriage and saying, Well, if we get divorced, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you can't do that. You have to go into it thinking about what the good is going to come out of it, not the bad. If you're yeah, but you have bad, to, you have to see the bad, especially when you're this close. They were in Game Six of the Finals. It's yeah, not they, like the Celtics. They, I know they, were, they got Kevin Garnett. Kevin, know, but, they were the worst team in basketball before that. They went but, and got Kevin Garnett. I know, but and right, and they and they because Paul Pierce couldn't carry the team by himself. They were they Paul were the Pierce worst. They were one of the worst teams in basketball with Paul Pierce. Right. They had a they had a, a pillar. They got to get two they other went ones. Went and got Garnett and Ray Allen. Right. And so this team has Jason Tatum, and now you have a complementary roster that is as good. Oh no, it's better. I like Boston's roster better than the twenty the two thousand eight roster off the bench. Who they've got? Brogdon and Gallinari are phenomenal additions. For Boston, as long as Brogdon stays healthy, phenomenal additions to that roster. Marcus Smart is a really good player, reigning defensive player of the year. Sell high right now on Marcus Smart. <laughs> Volbex just said in the chat with, with everything on the line, with all my money, I go with Andre Iguodala to take the last shot. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I love this on that show. roster. Go I love this show. I love the chat. <laughs> Iguodala. Okay. Wow. All right. Over so Steph. Good. Sure. Okay. I, I'm gonna pick Steph Curry personally. Save my life. Not Andre Iguodala. Although he does hit big shots and he has hit big shots in his career. I do understand that point. But it's just that's just where I am with this roster for Boston. In the key moments of so that, aren't you excited if they keep them together? What excited they can the do. Uh, I, I love what Brad Stevens is doing. I've actually, I love Brad Stevens. I have a huge man crush on Brad Stevens. I want to meet Brad Stevens and just walk up and shake his hand and be like, I effing love you. Like, I just think he's, show. He'll come I love show. I just, I love Brad Stevens. I think he's such a unique personality. He doesn't give a, he doesn't care what anybody says. He's like this Midwestern Indiana, you know, whitest of white boys you can find <laughs> in a sport that he just sits there and makes moves. I love it. I just absolutely love the dude. And so I was very worried about him as a GM. I did not trust him as a GM. And I think he might be a better GM in the NBA than a coach because the Gallinari move is absolutely freaking perfect for Boston. And then getting Brogdon, if Brogdon stays healthy, is amazing. And he basically gave away all the bad parts on that roster mm-hmm. to bring in good parts to replace them. And right. it was insane. Like, how did you do this deal? Like, Oh my gosh, really? That's yeah. who you're bringing back and getting rid of the bench and creating a much shorter bench and creating much more of a interesting roster. 
I just, I'm very concerned that this team does not have an identity. This team does not have a go-to player when everything, when it's nut cutting time, I don't think they got the guy. Not yet. Tatum will, Tatum could become that. I'll, I'll listen to LeBron. LeBron says, get the hell off of his back. He will be fine. Like he, LeBron for his show, the barbershop or the shop. I mean, a very interesting analogy. He said, look, I went up against the, the Spurs in my first final and I was up against men and I was a kid and I got ripped apart and I had to learn how to win. He said, Tatum goes up against the Warriors. Look who they got. They got grizzled veterans who know how to win, who have three rings to their name going into the series. Mm -hmm. Leave the kid alone. I'm with you. I think Tatum's going to be fine. But it could be 26, 27, 28 before he wins. And maybe we see a changing of the guard with the Celtics where Durant wins a championship with Boston as the go-to guy. And then like with LeBron and AD, AD becomes the guy. Well, maybe Durant becomes the guy. And you have three years, three years left for Kevin Durant with the Celtics. So year one, it's all Durant. Maybe year two, it's split. Year three, it's all Tatum. And by then, he's 27 years old, going into the prime of his career from 28 to 34. I, that's where I am with it. I just, I, I think it's the move. Took Jordan seven years to win a championship. They won six. And yep. it took a break in between. Yep. Took Mario Lemieux seven years to win a championship. And then go and get another superstar to bring in. But Dave, you're comparing different eras, though. This is a totally different world in sports. I'm good with Tatum learning on the job with the crew that he's got. They the ride Boston's together. Boston's not good with that. That's how the market works. There's, there's no what are you talking about. They got Jared to this game six of the finals when they were expected to win 42 games. Uh huh. And they got to the games. finals, and now the expectation is championship. Duck boats. Let's go. You set the bar. Now everything else besides that is a failure. By That's way, what happens in that city. Today. The I DD. I love it. I went to Duncan. Nice job. That's what people choice. want. You know, people sit around their Duncans. They own their, they own their, you know, their, their freezing cold weather and their iced coffee in the middle <laughs> of the winter time. They're going to trek through the orange line where it catches on fire. And you have to jump off the damn bridge into, into, into the mystic river, which is <laughs> full of toxic waste to save your ass from a burning subway car because they want championships this is your home city you're <laughs> just telling the truth it's just what it is with the angry pissed off people all the time and when they get what they when they get a championship they're nice for a couple of days and they feel like you know they got lucky that they, they got some and it's like all right feeling good for a couple of days and then they get pissed how, off again how are how are they feeling after the 28 spot that the blue jays put up the other night Durant, I mean, that's the thing. Jared Durant's a rookie, right? You want to give time to a kid coming up. Great prospect. Everyone's in love with the kid. Loses a pop fly inside the park grand slam. They want to fucking literally throw the guy over into the river. But like, why did he run after the ball? He I don't know. But they, like, they why they did want, he run after the ball? I don't know. But they want that guy's head on a pike on the, on the top of the green monster. They want him decapitated game of Thrones style. That's every, I mean, literally media members, Jared Duran should not show up at Fenway park today. Jared Duran cannot show his face in this city ever again for that. Like it's unbelievable. I'm like, the kid is like 20 years old. He made a mistake. Like, Oh my gosh, the Red Sox suck. Leave it alone. The poor kid. I feel horrible for the guy, but he's getting literally tarred and feathered and they want to drag him down the cobblestone streets of Boston because he dropped a pop fly or missed a pop fly. 
It's unbelievable. Red Sox are five and 15 in July with a negative 75 run differential, by the way. Giving up 28 to games. <laughs> Unbelievable, right? I mean, Bet Prep had the over in that game for their their Spanish play of the day was the over. I was like, Darren, like, it's the easiest cash you have in your life, man. It was over eight in the second inning. Mucho like, runs. Oh, Way geez, to go in Espanol. So embarrassing. Red Sox suck so bad. They can't field. Now they're not hitting. But this is the point. Boston uh, needs a distraction. And uh, if you're one or two things, either they're going to be really mad you pissed in their Cheerios like Jared Duran did, or look ahead to a possibility of adding one of the top 15 best players of all time in NBA history. The market just goes, Zoo, it's catnip. Like oh. Red Sox, turn the page. Celtic season, <laughs> let's go. All in. Red, Patriots start training camp in a week. We're all good. Like we're, we're on, we're on to football. We're on to the Patriots. Brother Dan's in the chat today. He said duck boats are unsafe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Absolutely. They're amphibious world war two creations. Like, well, of course they're unsafe. That's what we do. We take them in and out of the land. They're not meant to be like, they're not supposed to be a tourist thing. We just created that and they're not meant to be for going on, on parades, but we do that too. So uh. Yes, absolutely. Oh. It's it's a, it's, a, it's a, there's many things in Boston. Like the Boston subway system is the oldest in the entire world. It's, it's not safe. We go on it every day. Like oh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you know who knows how many bodies are buried around the things, everything else, and and in mass ca- and, and to add insult to injury, the mass bill to pass uh, sports gambling is going to die. So the, the, all of that, after all the pissed off bis, bis, pitching and moaning that's been going on for the last couple of weeks about where the Red Sox are, legalized sports gambling is not not coming to Massachusetts anytime soon. And they're going to drive to that little place in Rhode Island, or they're going to drive to Connecticut, or up or up to New Hampshire, right? And or up to or New Maine. Hampshire, yeah, or, and, you know, and go through the state of New Hampshire. But that'll give them something else to complain about. So that's yeah, good. It's driving, it's traffic, it's being angry, the stupid politicians. It's right. yep, it's 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 all of it's it. I mean, perfect I, right for you could probably play Sweet Caroline while you're doing it too, because they I got they fucking I, played Sweet Caroline down by 21 runs. Like somebody should have tapped a guy in the shoulder like, and said, like Don't they, play they, it tonight, they please. Absolutely. Like somebody <laughs> needs to be donkey kicked in the nuts for doing that. <laughs> like how in the world do you play that stupid fucking song? How do you, how do you play sweet Caroline when you're down that many runs? Bah, 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 you fools. Like, what are you doing? I, I was, I was absolutely like FanDuel had a poll. Like, what would you get rid of the wave or would you get rid of like, uh, like three different options? The shift, like, the, the shift. shift. Yeah. The wave or wave. Whatever. I was like sweet Caroline down 21 runs. That's what I would get rid of. Like somebody needs to figure this out that when the Red Sox are losing the eighth inning, you just skip over it. Fuck the tourists. I don't care if it's your first game and you want to go and slap a touching hands. I don't, I don't care. It's a game going on. It's part of Fenway Park's lore now. Oh, it's this is part. We have to play it. It's not God bless America. Okay. It's not like a sacred song to this no. country. It's goddamn Neil Diamond. Okay. We don't need it. Get rid of it. I, I I was literally fully fuming mad when I, I found out they did that. I was like, man, because I know TJ Conley was one of the DJs at Fenway Park. Okay. Brilliant music guy, really yeah. smart. It's not yeah. his call. Okay. But I'm like, the guy who pressed play must be like, uh, oh, son of a bitch. Here we go. Like, I gotta hit, I gotta do this. Like, are you sure? Like, John Henry, yeah, play the damn song. Oh. <laughs> 
We're down. We're down twenty plus runs. Like yeah. this is not a celebratory night. Like this is embarrassing. No. People can get fired. Our center fielder doesn't know where the ball is inside the park. Grand Slam. An inside the park Grand Slam happened in that game, guys. How's that happen? That's Sweet Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's like uh, yeah. hands. It's, it's just on the playlist, hands. right? It's probably up on the board on a post-it note in the room. It's scary. No, it's just part of seventh inning they play. God play bless it. America. Eighth yeah. inning they play. Sweet Caroline. Yes. No matter yeah. what it's the fuck is going on, yeah. it's just tone deaf city. Hit yeah. play. When Boston fans used to come out of the woodwork, they were called pink hats. People who who weren't Ooh. Red Sox fans who just started to wear these pink hats showed up all over the place in 2005. Oh. Johnny Come Lately's, it was it was somewhat sexist because mostly it was women wearing them. So it was a little oh. bit of a, a misogynistic oh. line. But oh. so that's why it kind of died down. But for a long time, it was pink hats. And that's when Fenway Park became like this America's favorite ballpark. Come see Fenway Park. And they changed the green monster into the seats that it is and all the different, the EMC squared club. And they made it very much. They weren't going to move. They were going to stay. But Sweet Caroline is a required playing. No matter what the hell is going on, they just tone deaf. It's like the orchestra on the Titanic. Like, what are we doing? Why are you playing that damn song in the eighth inning? Oh, I can't get enough of this. This is I. I missed the show too for a week just to, <laughs> just to hear this. I was driving, uh, and Kylie was sleeping, and she wakes up and goes, "The Red Sox are losing fifteen to one. It's the third inning." I'm like, "It can't be right." Check the score. She's like, "No, that's it." And then I'm getting a little further. JD sends me a text. Should I take 21 and a half in the game, in game with the Red Sox? <laughs> People were betting it. I, I think Edlo bet it. I think Julian Edlo took plus 21 runs and lost. He's a loss. Like, I, I, plus 21 runs. Yeah, it's safe bet. No, it's not. You lost. You lose. Baseball. You lose baseball betting. Money. Baseball game. I, so, I couldn't believe it. I mean, just absolutely <laughs> the most embarrassing. Every player in the starting nine for the Blue Jays scored at least two runs. Every effing player <laughs> scored two runs, at least two runs. How do you feel if you had the under in the game? Well, you know, you were dead early. I, 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 I prefer that. Oh man. Old yeller me. If, if, if I'm on an right. under, right. Take, take me out in the second inning. I, I give me something just to go. Okay. Click. I'm done. Like it's much. Peace I, out. I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like I'm, yeah. I don't like it when it's six to one and I'm on, on the under eight and I'm sitting there in the eighth inning going, please, 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 please. Like that. Uh, take me out in a second. I, I'm way more comfortable with the outcome of the Red Sox blue Jays than I am with what would happen in any other game underwise where I lose it in the eighth inning. I had uh, on MLB network. One of the plays was Friday was, the Pirates and Marlins under eight and a half. Final score eight one, and they got a run in the ninth. In the no, in the eighth it was seven one, and the Marlins I think got a run in the eighth, a meaningless run. It's seven to one. Is it Friday? Friday night. I believe that was part of the parlay. I had the, I had the Marlins over eight in that game. Okay, probably didn't yeah. hit, but I was on the over. And I think it was one of the crazier. I was like, well, that would have been crazy if that would catch the parlay. Yeah. Totally meaningless run. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's one of those, yep. like, you know, and again, it is what it is, but I, th- I just thought, oh man, I can't wait to do the show on Monday and ask how, how that was like watching because a lot of people jumped off the ship. Like this is what happens now after the all-star break, right? Baseball betting like you, I'm done with it, blah, 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 or I'm done with this team. This team is 
done. Like right when you come out of the break, Toronto sweeps the Red Sox dichotomy. The Red Sox are done. They're going to be sellers at the deadline, which is in a week. Or the Blue Jays are in. They're back, baby. Like, remember how bad it was with the Blue Jays a week before the All-Star break? Like, I don't think Boston's going to be a seller, personally. I don't think so either. But that's the overreaction, which I can't wait to, like, overreaction Mondays in the NFL. You know, because trade deadlines, at least in my experience, is when a team is scuffling, management will actually make a bigger trade, a bigger move to add and try to pull them out of the nosedive. They'll add, trying to right. shake the locker room up, try to figure something out to kind of get the guys started again, kickstart the offense again, do something not dramatic, but something that will at least get the guys' attention to like, hey, <laughs> we're paying a lot of money for these, you know, for what's going on right now. <laughs> they may trade, yeah. like JD Martinez might get traded or something like that. Some like big blockbuster trade that would bring in somebody that could potentially help. I mean, their pitching stop is just so bad. I mean, it's just it's just so it's bad. Beat up too. Yeah, like it's beat they're, up. They're, it's bad. They're they're stretched thin. That the bullpen's toast. I mean, they're yeah. they're just like there's a lot of things going on in Boston that are making it very. Devers is hurt. I mean, there's a Devers lot of hurt. That's bad. That guy. Yeah, horrible. it's it's yeah. God, it's, he's it's, so it's cool. Horrible. Um, I, I wanted to mention one quick thing before we get to the games for baseball here today. Um, we'll break down a couple of them. And then we got your Penn state and lions for the circus sports schedule of the day. Oh boy. Um, Patty, the baddie for UFC. It, it, it's hard to cross over when you are a sport like the UFC with a guy in England or from, from Liverpool who is known by certain people, people, Patty Pimlet, did they know of him? He's an up and coming fighter. Want to fight? Cashed a big parlay for me, a plus 483 parlay on that card on Saturday. So it was it was nice to see him get the win by submission. But after the fight, took to the mic, talked about one of his friends that just committed suicide. And he talked about the fact that he would rather have one of his friends cry on his shoulder than for him to actually go to his funeral. And I felt like, this might be the moment. This might be one of those things because it crossed over in so many different ways where, and we talk about mental health a lot here on this show and just, you know, talking and reaching out and telling people and whatnot. And I thought for us, cause we've talked about this a lot, but I feel like, and maybe you agree or disagree, but do you feel like we're getting to a point where guys are starting to be more willing? We're not there yet, but men are starting to figure out that, you know what, if I need help, I got to ask for it. Oh, I didn't see it. So I, I I haven't seen the message, but if you that's should what see it's, doing, it's, a, it's a two minute speech in the octagon and a six minute speech outside the octagon with BT sports in which he goes into in depth about how he feel, he feels he's like one of the most mentally strong people, but he's been there contemplating ending it all. Like he's contemplating, yeah. like, I'm like, you know what? I just, I just can't do it. And one of his friends did it a couple of nights before his fight and it was just, it was interesting. I was like, man, this could be a really big moment. Cause this is a guy who is really seen as one of these like macho, like up and coming dudes. And a lot of 20 and 30 year old guys are looking at this kid and going like, he's the next Connor and him to use his platform in that way, totally out of the blue. I felt like it was a really cool moment and a good, a good message. I think for a lot of guys to hear. It's a phenomenal message. I, I, I was doing it my whole life and not knowing. And then when COVID hit and I mean, when I got laid off and I was trying to be at home with the kids and I was in, I was in a terrible, terrible place. I mean, I was like walking 
miles, miles a day. And there were times I thought, man, just jump out in the street. Just just wait till a big truck comes and just jump out in the street. Like just just you, you you're not going to. There were literally thoughts like that in my head. I'm like, what am I doing? Come on, get back on the sidewalk. I ain't doing that. Like, stop. But like the thoughts can enter your head when you're alone and you feel like you can't talk to anybody or nobody's really going through what you're going through. You don't know where to turn. You don't know where to go. And I had all that and I was internalizing all that stress. And then I probably had a stroke because of it. I was just, you know, because kids were trying mm. to deal with they're dealing with. The wife was going to work, thank God, and, and keeping everything afloat. She didn't want to hear that shit. So it was like, where do you go? Um, I think it's awesome. I, I, I think the ability as you don't have to be a man to do it, too. Women are just better at this than Correct. us. They're more they're in just, touch. Yeah, they're, they're more way better than. It. And that's what he said. He goes like, don't tell me how big of a man you are. You know, the strength. And I, and I believe this, like the strongest men are the ones who can ask for help. Like that, that's your strength. Like if you're actually able to say, I'm in trouble, like help. That's, I think that, that's where the strength really shows versus. What about, it. And, and not only to say it, but to listen, how many, how many, how many friends, you know, to go, Hey man, it'll be fine. And they kind of pass it off because they don't know what to say, or they don't want to listen. And you're it's like, a great point. it's so, you know, it's so just, yeah. As I mean, much I, as it I, is I to friends. say it. Well, I have friends that like I'll have a conversation with about like what's going on with me and stuff. And it's like I can tell that like it makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, they don't know what they don't know what to say back to me. And they don't know how to like how to like go like they just want to move on. Like, oh, OK, so the Red Sox <laughs> like, they want to talk about something else than what. But then, you know, what's really uh, this is you guys don't know this, but I'll, I'll share this with you guys in, in behind. Like people have written to me and been like, hey, man, you OK? I'm like. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry. I just want to make sure that like, I saw a couple of your posts. So I want, I want to make sure that you're, you're doing okay. Like people, I don't, just in the brigade, like people that I don't know, yeah. just like reached, yeah. I was just like, that's really Steve. I, I guess like, I, I can't say, but someone last night yeah. did it and yeah. reached out was like, Hey man, you okay? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm great. Why? He's like, okay. I was just making sure you were posting some things that were making me feel a little concerned that that's something you, do you talk about anything? I was like, this is amazing. Like, I don't even like, I've never seen or met you guys, but you're reaching out saying like, are you okay? And checking in on me. So that that more of that is what we need is why I'm bringing this up. But more acceptance With, of mental issues, without a doubt, and and more acceptance that listen, just asking, "Are you okay?" is good, but then waiting for the answer and listening mm. and not judging, mm. not trying to fix it. Mm. Just listen. Let's mm. go eat. Let's have a meal. I mean. We had the pleasure of having JD and Jules and, and sit there and having a meal. We talked about the business. We talked about this, but it was just guys talking. Mm. And we talked about a lot of shit, none of which was really maybe changing the world, earth shattering. But I know I felt better driving home after having dinner with the boys. Like, that's the stuff that I mm. miss about playing sports because mm. I was that guy that did that. I was that guy that said, listen, let's go eat. Listen, let's go bowling. When I worked in a book, I organized an all-night bowling night <laughs> once a month or once every three months. Like, listen, right. the only time we can go, the only time the book is closed is after midnight. And the next, guys, it opens at 7 a.m. <laughs> so for all of us to go together, because I didn't want to exclude anybody, the bowling lanes are open here 24 hours. Let's go all night bowling. We'll meet at midnight at the South Point. And everybody was like, oh, I don't know. I got it. I was the guy that opened the book at 7 a.m. And I still went. Wow. One time I went straight from the bowling lanes and did a shift. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was fun as hell. 
Yeah. And we brought everybody. The girls came. The boys came. The auditing people were invited. Now, maybe they didn't come because they didn't get all the jokes and they felt uncomfortable, <laughs> but like they were invited. <laughs> right. You know, like it's fine. But I think we have to do that. And that's what I think we do right here every day. Listen, man, I've met people through the chat and through, um, you know, DMs and different things like that and just reached out and said, man, it's a pleasure to meet you. Like, I can't mm. wait to hang out with you in person. When we do mm. these things that, man, I really hope these things come true in, in August and September when we have, you know, another live show like we did at the Sahara somewhere else, maybe some that people come. I'm looking forward to doing the show, but I'm looking forward to the two, three, four, five hours afterward where we're just hanging out. Right. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's really true. So if you haven't watched that, I definitely, I would check it out because it's really a, a powerful speech that Patty Pimlet did after uh, in the octagon. A um, couple quick baseball ones. So we'll get to some games here. David Ortiz into the hall of fame. You know where I am on this, but people are big bad about this, about <laughs> Ortiz. He's the first DH ever to go in. He's in Barry Bonds is not. Oh, so people God. are all pissed off. Man, oh man. Where are you on David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame? Are you good with it? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Done. I agree. He's a Hall of Famer. I don't think about it. He's the this, greatest clutch hitter in Red Sox history. <laughs> That's it. It's Done. It's simple. Is he a Hall of Famer? You answer yes. yes. He's yes. I don't care what he did. Everybody was doing shit. Well, that, but that's not why I, I think the steroid stuff is definitely there. It's an underlying thing. I think the bigger issue is that he didn't play defense. That's the bigger, that's the bigger issue that he's the first DH only to go into the hall of fame. Yeah. Kicker in football. Is it like a kicker in football guy kicks that that's not, I don't know if that, it, it, Maybe I don't know. Adam Vinatieri is a Hall of Famer. So like, you ask me, is Adam Vinatieri a Hall of Famer? Yes, Adam Vinatieri is a Hall of Famer. So I'm okay with with kickers being in the Hall of Fame. I'm okay with DHs like Big Poppy being in the Hall of Fame. The guy had Did so you? many clutch at-bats, carried teams to pennants, yep. has Curses. the championships to, to stop the argument that the guy don't have championships. Like three. What the, what doesn't he do? He didn't He didn't play first enough for you? Like stop the bullshit. Agreed. I, I agree. People are just mad. They're like, he's a DH. You didn't play defense. You only played one side. You can't put him in a hall. I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> Listen, there's yeah, DHs in both leagues now. This shit is, this is going to happen going oh, forward. Oh, no. Now is a lot of, yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's going to be multiple DHs in the Hall of Fame in the next 10 years. Yeah, gonna go I don't want to, like, I don't want to hear that argument is going to gonna go away in the next, what, 10 years, 20 years. There's going to be guys that just yeah. DH or, yeah. They're going to build up a lot of their career statistics as a DH now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's used as a day off in the field, but you're still going to hit. So because you 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 accumulated, if you hit 550 home runs and you accumulated 200 of them at DHing, does that lessen your right? No. What happens if Atani decides to stop pitching and just hit, and he's a DH, or? Like he DHs half the time because when he pitches, they don't want him playing anywhere else. Like, okay, you, you, that guy's <laughs> right. on the path. Right. His, his numbers yeah. say he's a DH. I don't know. It's I, I, People are mad about stuff. 
let him be mad. The guy's the guy's a Hall of Famer. He was one of the best players in baseball in his era. He has the career statistics to back it up. And when you say his name, you say Hall of Famer, yes or no. You, me, <laughs> and most people say yes. Yeah, he was the quick. MVP of the World Series in 2013. In the middle when they were testing like crazy. That's what I always say. Look, at he, whatever you want to talk about the Mitchell report, whatever you want to talk about where he may or may not have done stuff and all blah, 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 blah. He played in the middle of the most heavily tested era in baseball history and never came back positive. So I can't say he never did it ever, but I can say he did damage in 2007 and 2013 by winning two of the three championships in the middle of the most heavily tested time in baseball history for steroids and PEDs. I don't so. know what to make of the steroid stuff. I really don't because I mean, I lived it. We were taking bets on it. It was so weird and questionable and like people got to get over it. It's done. Like I know, I mean, I read the reports like mm -hmm. he didn't test positive. Okay. I don't care if he did it or not. I watched the games. Like I took the bets on it. I see the statistics is 500 homers an automatic bid to get in. I don't know. I don't know what the people voting for now are going to make the requirements going forward. David is had him, 541, by the way. So, I mean, okay. So that's punch his ticket. Like that's yep. that, that, that check that box off. That's what I mean. We're always checking boxes off. Um, <sighs> his final year is what people get people mad in 2016. He had 38 home runs, 127 RBIs led the league in that. He also led the league in doubles slugging and OPS. That's pretty year, good in the year he retired, but it goes back to the idea that like he had to have been on something. He couldn't have been doing that. Just doing that. He had to have been on something. And I don't buy that. Like I don't either. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't either. I mean, they, they, they tested him open like the crazy. door for other guys that did get busted though for steroids. Like you get to hear the Bonds argument now. You got to hear it. Of course, this other stuff. No, that's the whole point. People are pissed off that that was the tweet that said yesterday. That was the number one tweet I saw. Just a reminder that David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame, but Barry Bonds is not. <sighs> so that was the whole argument, which I understand and I do, but. I, I think if Barry Bonds, I think Barry Bonds might get in if Barry Bonds did a Pete Rose book or a Pete Rose type of statement laid out exactly what he did, when he did it, how he did it, and why he did it. People would go, okay, and they put him in. He was a Hall of Famer before he started taking drugs. He's a five-tool player. Before the clean, before Balco and the clear and the cream yeah. and McGuire and Sosa yeah. and all that stuff, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame player before all of that. So he was, he, but he was such an asshole to so many people and those people vote. They still vote. Yep. And, but I don't think that's why he's not in though. I don't think Barry Bonds is in because he's an asshole. I think he's not in because he won't take any ownership as to what he did. And the only time he ever talked about it was under oath during the Balco trial. Right. So I, I think if he did a 60 minutes sit down, you know, MLB network hour long conversation about what he did. And he didn't do the whole denial of, I never did it. I never did it. I never did it. People just don't want to hear it. Like, just like, shut up, man. Like we, we all, we saw your head grow. Okay. Literally your skull feet away. Grew. I was in yeah. Arizona and I was like, I turned to my brother-in-law. I'm like, you see his head. Yeah. Look at this. 
system. Melon. It was huge. Like everybody knew what he was doing. Everyone baseball knew. Turned a blind eye. Yeah. Baseball is responsible. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. But the Hall of Fame technically is not run by Major League Baseball. Right. So you gotta you gotta realize like who is who's responsible for the Hall of Fame. It's not, you know, Rob Manfred can't put somebody in the Hall of Fame just because. So have it's you ever museum. been, by the way, the baseball hall of fame? Not. My family used to go up every year for my brother's baseball tournaments up there, and I never. Oh, went. he played there. Your brother played there in that baseball tournament. Yep, oh, he played man. in that multiple times. I never went over there. I, I never went up there to check it out. But it's it's a yeah. bucket list thing that I, they come back all the time, and like we're always like raving about it and right. pictures and whatnot. And it's I need to go to Cooperstown definitely. I, I know I do. I haven't been either. I've never been. I gotta go. Yeah, you'd love you'd you'd yeah. be all all about it for sure. All right, so you can be my strength for this moment. Yep. If you're me, and I've got to get to late August, <laughs> the fuck am I gonna bet on? Because I hate <laughs> betting baseball right now. <laughs> I mean, I hate betting <laughs> baseball. I disliked it for a long time, but currently I am currently seeing red whenever I have to pick up and open up a line, look up, look up, you know, open an app and think about putting real money down. I'm not betting baseball today. As of right now, I might bet one game. We'll talk about it in better to book it, but I'm just not going to lose any money today. Just decided like I'll, I I bet my first college football game last night on June on July 25th that's how pissed off I am I'm now betting individual college football games what's wrong with because I'm so uh, furious I'm um, so it's my job to make bets every day so I get it so I got to do something I got to put the podcast out right just I, I looked at the whole board today and I was like absolutely not there's nothing on the board that makes me even remotely excited about putting real money behind it I'm punting on the day so, so the Dodgers are 17 and 2 in July 17 and two. Yeah, but they're minus 200 or minus 225. And I've bet them run line multiple times and lost. (laughs) So like it's, they're not not cashing every ticket. They're not cashing run line bets all the time. 17 and two. Okay. Money line. I'm not laying two units to win one in baseball. I'm just not. Like you talk about the FU price, the FU price is the Dodgers every damn day. It's just, the books aren't stupid. Like, Hey, sure. You want this? Go ahead. And then they they'll lose to the giants or they'll, they'll lose to the reds or something stupid. Like they're not supposed to. Why don't you just parlay the Dodgers with the Yankees then two team money? Because they lose two parlays are, are bar, I've done that. And parlays have lost. I've done all these things. I've done all of this. I've done run lines. I've done overs. I've done unders. It, just, it doesn't matter. It's like, I'm literally chasing my tail and I cannot catch it. And it's driving me crazy. Why don't you just bet against the Red Sox every day? What because they when I do that, 15, they win. Five and 16? Because they win. When I do that, they win. I just, I have not touched any of their games for literally a month. Like, I just, I'm not touching their, I just don't, I just don't bet the Red Sox. I just don't because I don't trust my handicap with it because they have the offense and the, the talent to win a game eight, nine, nine to eight, and you lose your bet. <laughs> Bear, Bear Mauling's our guy who he hates baseball too. He calls it stickball. He he just came in and said, "Time to start betting on League of Legends esports to stop the stickball bleeding." <laughs> He's right, but it's just it's it's like ah. the thing that's pissing me off the most Dave, about it is it, it's not even like uh, yesterday sucked. It went zero three yesterday, so yesterday was bad. But I haven't had many of those days. It's I'm down a quarter unit. I'm down a half a unit. Like they're little 
incremental losses that just yeah. you look back at the balance sheet after seven days and you're like what the fuck just yeah. happened like all of a sudden like i just like i lost how much money this money like what the f- yeah. it just pisses me off i gotta go back to all my all my accounts i'm looking at all my different books and i'm like son of a bitch like this yeah. is brutal like what yeah. am i doing like this this is just not practically it's not smart it's banging my head on a wall expecting a different result every time when there's blood streaming down my face it's a slow bleed yep. that won't stop right it's cutting yourself shaving that little nick and you're like yep. all right give me some kleenex all right i got it to stop all right wait and then you move too fast or you sneeze yep. and it opens back up and you're like oh god all right i want to take the razor blade and go to my wrist and be like zip and i'm like i just i can't stand it like just it absolutely drives me fu- so do you have any advice for me or someone who's in my boat, because there's many of us right now who are absolutely in, in enraged at betting on baseball. Um, Can you talk I mean, me into wanting to bet again is what I'm asking you. Can I'm you give just, me like hope? Stevie, Stevie Mac, capital M capital K is in the chat. He said it. I mean, just bet against the nationals and angels every game. Like just do that. But like, I can't. I'm in the content business. I can't bet one bet every single day. I just can't do it. That's the problem. If you're, if you're up 12 units, would you do it? No. Even if it was up 12 units, I wouldn't do it. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that's not the game. Okay. The, the, the game isn't the resume. The game is to give people things to bet on that they like <laughs> bless you, and to entertain the audience. If I got on Just the Picks every single night, and I said the same thing over and over again. Why would you listen? There's no point. You know what I'm going to bet every day. This is this is very interesting question right now for the content space people. Because well, I figured it out. I know this, so they haven't, of- but I have. So I understand. But like that- you switching teams and stuff. You have to give them new plays always. You can't it- give the same plays. You can't do like one week, same bet every time. You can't do it, even though... Mathematically, that's what sports betting is though. That's what professionals do. Correct. That's why I'm not a professional. That. That's why what we do in the content space is not professional. It's why it's entertainment. Yep. The idea yep. is to give you ideas or things to think about as to what I have bet, what I am betting, win or lose. And people say my resume is. I'm like, you know what? I don't. My resume is important, but it's not as important as you think. Right. It, it, it's it's more that's important true. to bring people to the podcast. Have them listen to the podcast, have them follow yes. the podcast, be a part yes. of the community, come on this show, go in the yes. chat, go in the Discord channel. Like being the Pied Piper. How do you go in the Discord channel again? Betprep.com slash chat to get into the Discord channel. Slash chat. It's to be the Pied Piper. It's, it's for you and me to take this this bunch of hooligans who are all over the country and in England and Australia and everywhere. Oh, 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 Brigade, he didn't call you hooligans. It's fine. I, it's not an insult. It's a, it's a, it's a term of endearment. Okay, it's all good. of us, right? We're all, yeah. you know, DJs or whatever we want to call ourselves. And to get around, but like, that's the problem. Like I've had this conversation off the air with people about this. Like, well, why don't you just bet against the bad teams all the time? I can't do that. Like I could do it for maybe like a week as a, like an experiment mm-hmm. to be like, I'm just betting against nationals all week and then we'll track it. Right. But after like six days, that gets pretty boring. Yeah. And you can't keep doing that. Right. No matter what your record is or what you're winning or whatever, it just people are coming in and out because not everyone listens every single day. They pop in and out of the podcast. They find mm. it or they're busy, their life got in the way, whatever it might mm. be. Their commute changed or things just happen. So like you have to be cognizant of like that's why I'm, I always watch it. Like I bet UFC in boxing every Saturday. 
And generally speaking, those are some of my lowest days of people listening to the podcast, right? Because they're not into it. Like either you right. love betting the UFC like I do, or they know nothing about it. And they go, who, eh, right. who are you betting? I have no idea right. who the, it's in England. What time it's at two o'clock in the afternoon. I got it. What? That's really weird. Fights are going to be Did on. You like that time day. slot, by the way. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Oh, do I love it? It's so great. Better than After- the Saturday night fights. I love the Saturday no, nights. Give me afternoon violence, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> I freaking love it. Three o'clock, four o'clock, and be done. Such absolutely love such it. Just schmuck sometimes. Give me afternoon. <laughs> afternoon violence. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. It's phenomenal. I li- I don't want to be up till 10 o'clock at night. I don't know how you East Coasters do it anymore. I don't know how I get it for all those years. I don't know how they do Main it. Main event oh. start at 10 p.m. Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> 10 p.m.? You guys say it's still the, the main card starts. The five fights you want to see start at 10 o'clock at night? Get the hell out of here. I don't want no part of that. It's awful. <laughs> it's horrible. So now, 3 o'clock? Oh, it was Beautiful. I love that card. And then it went really, I mean, Molly got a knockout. We, we, we parlayed that with Patty's victory. That was a plus 483 parlay. That was beautiful. And then for the second, this is how bad I'm running. Two main event fights, <laughs> two bets on either one. I hit parlays in both those cards. First fight, Brian Ortega pops his, his shoulder out, dislocated shoulder, freak oh, injury, Ooh. TKO, fight over. Main event. 15 seconds in, dude kicks, steps back, knee snaps. Fluke on fluke. Four units got blown over those two injuries for me. How bad was the knee thing? Bad. Screaming in pain. Oh, I hate those. Boy, I'm glad I didn't see that. Yep. Bad, 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 bad. And it was, I, I loved the card. I love the bet. It was, I had a parlay on it. It was, it, I mean, it was just, it just, it just was how the luck of what's going. And it's so rare, so random to have mm. two injuries like that happen. End of the first round, beginning of the first round in both the main events. And it doesn't even out. Normally that evens out like, Oh, you're on the wrong side of one. Next time you're on the right side. Nope. On the wrong side of both of them. Oh my. Yeah. So that's, that's where I currently am. Uh, there are two baseball games I do want to get your take on. Atlanta and Max Freed today on the road against the Phillies. Minus 188 at Fandor on this. Expensive to jump in here on Max Freed. But if we're just going to go ahead and bet against bad baseball teams, where are you on the Phillies? Braves to win today on the money line? I won't bet this game. The only thing, the only way I bet this game would be the Phillies. I can't. That's that's too high. The yep. Braves are running good. The Braves are running really good. The Braves are probably going to win that division. Mm-hmm. They they were the odds on favorite to win the division, but yeah. Well, them and the Mets were pretty much even, and what the Mets have done up to this point has been. I just the Braves are so good, man. They're so deep with the lineup, and now they're charging you minus one eighty. 85 right now in some places on the road. That's that's high. high that's what I mean. How do you high. bet baseball? Like, how do you do this? Like, think the Phillies are going to beat the Braves today? No. You want to spend $2 to win one? No. <laughs> Plus one and a half with the Phillies. Oh. Plus one and a half. Reverse it- run lines with bad pitchers are so hard to do. No, plus one and a half. That's what I mean. Reverse run line. That's a reverse no, run line. Reverse run line would be minus one and a half. You reverse the run line. 
you, that's, I just want to just, just for all the experts that are going to come at you, I'm always trying okay. to be the so, coach there. I'm like, okay, so, like so, so hold on. So run I, line. I've always said run line is minus one and a half. And the reverse the opposite of, that is plus, of the run is plus line is plus one and a half. No, 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 no. So run line favorite is minus one and a half dog is plus one and a half. Right. Reverse run line is taking the dog and making them minus one and a half. You reverse okay. the right. run line. I appreciate Now that. you can do that. Like if you like the Phillies tonight to win by two, you mm-hmm. can take minus one and a half plus three fifty or some ridiculous. Yeah, it's, thing. it's dumb. Yeah. It's just ah, it's not dumb if it wins. <laughs> ah. Are the Braves losing today? Um <laughs> they could lose today. Of course they could. I said, are they going to lose today? I have to check the splits and see if the the Phillies, if they have a, a break even or winning record against lefties, the Phillies could win a game today. It's when these lefties pitch against right-handed dominant lineups, which the Phillies I don't think are, because I don't know if uh Bryson's gonna play. I don't know much about Ranger out. Suarez, do you? Uh he's pitched well in games. Seven, seven and five, four point zero seven ERA. He's pitched well in games. He's He's pitched deep into some games. He's been blown up in a couple games, too. Including against Atlanta in his second-to-last start, where he lost 4-1. to one. Yes. Six and two-thirds, six hits, four earned runs. One of them, I think, was a two- or three-run homer. Correct. I think he, he pitched good up until when he didn't, and then they took right. him out. So you're going to trust this dude who got hit hard the first time he faced this Braves lineup to pitch well the second time he pitches against the Braves. I think a lot of times with baseball betting, mm-hmm. like you want to talk about something to, to kind of get you through until football, it's just bet the totals, bet the first fives, bet the totals. It's a lot less juice and you don't have but to It's a lot harder. I, I just, I, I give Las Vegas Chris a pro gambler here in town. I did a podcast with him a bunch of months ago and he kept on, he said something to me that has really resonated with me about totals. And I, and I do bet totals a lot, but He says, it's a lot easier to pick who's going to win a game than how a game is going to go. I think the exact opposite. You think it's easier to pick how a game is going to go than it is who's going to win a game? I do. Interesting. Okay. Only because I've seen so many people do it and I do it myself. I I much prefer the totals. I can tell you the game's going to be tight, well-pitched game. Uh, It's going to be 2-1 or 3-2 rather than trying to pick the winner. So what happened in that Dodger game last night? (laughs) That one... Kershaw against Wood. They're both on. They're both rolling, and they both give up four earned runs each. Yeah. Sunday day games are tough, man. Sunday day games are tough. Sunday ball, games ball flies out. Sunday games. Su- listen, period. That's Sunday the other games, thing. Too. Period. Sunday. You want to talk about betting baseball? Take Sunday off. How? Do something else. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I mean, you you have yes. to for the show, but like, yes. Pick totals. Sundays are Sundays are brutal. We used to, I'm telling you, we used to have some big, big days on Sundays. Two or three of the favorites lose. Bam. A game that's a dead under flies over. It's to sweep the board. And they, they used to happen on Sundays a lot. I used to I used to say, like, look, Sundays are big swing days in the book during football. They were big swing days in the book during baseball, too, because goofy things happen a day game after a night game. Goofy right. things happen. So it's What's Kyle the other Friedland. game today. It's Kyle Friedland Day. Oh, which is now dead. 
Cal Friedland for a while was actually a pretty good bet to bet to the under. It's now dead. Here are the numbers. Oh boy. It's kind of crazy. Aye, aye, aye. Eight and a half. Are we good on the time with the sports grid? Do we got to say goodbye? Oh, we didn't say goodbye to this guy's it. Sorry. We yeah, goodbye. we're good. We're good. Thank you, Sports Grid. We apologize. We went along with you guys. We'll talk to you more coming up here tomorrow. Same time, 11, 11 p.m. right after Pat McAfee here on Sports Grid. Yes. So you guys on Twitter and, 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 and YouTube, don't move. Uh, so Kyle Freeland Day for the Rockies, eight and a half is the total. Over seven and one in the last eight meetings in Milwaukee between the Rockies and the Brewers. The over is six and two over the last eight games for the Rockies in general. Overs four and one for the Rockies after the last game went over the total runs in their last five games. And the over is eight and oh in the last eight Rockies games against the Brewers when the Brewers have had a win streak of three games or less. Kind of a crazy stat there, but Kyle Freeland's dead. <laughs> this is dead. This is over. This is an over bet. This is definitely over with Ashby pitching too. This is a, this is with Friedland. This is over. Like this is just it was a thing for a long time to bet unders involving Kyle Friedland. Not anymore. Yeah, it's just this is over. Yeah, this is this is an overplay. Eight for and a half. Let's see when we click refresh. Eight and a half flat. Couple books have shaded it to the under already. Yes, because people think it's Kyle Friedland day, so they're going to come in and bet it. But he is. He has gone last five games. Run scored 13, 11, 8, 11, 5. One in four over the last five games. Four straight overs for Kyle Freeland. That's an overplay. I wouldn't bet under. You can have under. I don't want under. I want over. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Time now for the circus sports schedule of the day in honor of the return. We are going to grab the Penn state Nittany lions here, circus sports and the, the circus sports survivor and the circa million for football handicapping contests. We've got some things cooking for August. We'll probably be getting into some conversations a little bit more about what exactly is going to be happening for us. Probably going to do a little show down there and later in August, you guys are so inclined. We'll have some more details as to ways. I was down there maybe. yesterday. I saw everybody. I saw Benson. Yeah, I was down there yesterday. I popped over. We, we got our spot. We'll be fine. Oh, you already did it? Well, I, I mean. Ferris, without Farrah helping? Wow. No, 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 no. I, I, I was thinking of Farrah the whole time when right? I said to Jeffrey and Linda and stuff. And I said, we need this. We need this. And we need this. And he said, well, this spot right here will be perfect for that. I was like, okay. Right. I said, when my producer signs off on it, then we'll do it. <laughs> I, so Farah has to, Farah's the key to the whole thing. He'll make we'll sure it works. It. We got everything yeah. we need. And we're good. I got you. I got you, Farah. Don't worry. The about Circa it. Million Four Football Handicapping Contest, the most exciting football handicapping contest, back for another year. Circa Million Four, six million in guaranteed prizes, one million dollars first place prize contest. Again, will not take a rake. Each player makes five picks in pro football, at least one million dollars to be awarded. Entries are one thousand dollars max of three per player. Test your skills against the best football handicappers in the world for your chance at a million dollars. For more information and contest rules, sign up information and more. Log on to circusports.com. Your team, the Penn State Nittany Lions, mm -hmm. FanDuel has got you eight wins over 145 oh. on this. 
Does wow. that constitute a move the damn number or no? It's close. It's close. Like 140 is the top. Don't make me lay more than 140 ever on a season win total. But eight's the number. We can go through this six times. We're going to come up with eight. Like Why? Eight's the number. Why? Just where you guys, where you guys are? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be super happy if it's better than eight. But I think the bottom is at worst. Even even Circa's at minus one forty five. Eight minus one forty five. Yeah, that's 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 the number. Same number, same price, which is rare. We that's the first time in our what fifty days of doing this that the number at FanDuel and Circa has been the same, and the juice has been the same. Yeah, eight's the number. It's just you just don't want to get off the eight. Um, so I, I get it. I don't know how much higher it could go. You know, 144, 145, that's it. Like, it's just 150 or more. You got to move the number. But how are Nittany Lion fans feeling about this season? Four and five last year, seven and six last year, James Franklin coming back. Um, <sighs> okay, that's all I need to know. It's it's cautious optimism, but okay. knowing that it's James Franklin and it feels like it could go bad any second. It's the same quarterback again. How is Clifford still eligible? How is this possible that Sean Clifford is still, I mean, like he's been uh, around 25 it years. Feels like it feels like it's his eighth year, just like uh, nope. Martinez for nope. the kid that played at Nebraska. It's literally, right. I don't know how many years of eligibility you can get and how many other exceptions, redshirts, things you can get. It feels like he's been there forever. So right. I, I mean, we go through the schedule. There's games they're definitely going to lose. There's games they're definitely going to win. And there's one or two that are going to swing it, whether this number falls seven, eight, or nine. It's seven, eight, or nine, and there's no question. All right, let's go through it. You guys open up on the road at Purdue. That's a weird opener, right? Yeah. At Jeez. Purdue. What's that number? Purdue minus three. Shit. Oh, Purdue's going to be pretty good, no? It's minus three. Yeah, it's Purdue minus three. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, Penn State won at Wisconsin in the open last year. Remember that game? That was like they oh, were right. dogs. They were five point, five and a half road. point dogs. Right. And they won that game. I like Penn State early, so I would I, mean, I would say they win that game, but I can see why they're dogs. That's a coin flip. Yeah, I'll take a loss. Home for Ohio. Win. Yep. At Auburn. <laughs> they ain't going to Auburn. What? What's Good game though? What's the date of that game? September 17th. Oh, Chrissy opened that Auburn minus one. Wow. Okay. A, I mean, Auburn Auburn is in a rebuild, so that's that's probably why. That's a gigantic win for Penn State to go to Auburn and win, no? Not gigantic, but definitely a, 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 it's the type of win that Penn State will make a bigger deal of than it actually is. But it is a big win for Penn State if they go down there. I mean, they'll they'll be telling recruits like crazy. We went down to the SEC and beat Auburn. It'll be a big rallying cry, even though Auburn's not going to that good this year. I, I'll just, I'll say they lose that game. I really hope they win. That would be 3-0 and and a really good start going. Yeah, I awesome. actually think they're 0-3. Or sorry, 1-2 rather. Okay. Uh, home for Central Michigan. 
Win. Yeah. Home for Northwestern. Win. Yep, then I've got so now I've I'm got one, one, two, three. Could be four. five and oh if they beat Auburn. Wow, holy shit. I got three and two. Yeah, you this is a fan and you're talking at Michigan. <sighs> Don't even start. What's the date and, of that game? That state's not beating Michigan. What's October 15th. October 15th. It's actually for my Michigan bet this year for Michigan to go over their win total of nine and a half. This is a very this game and um the Michigan Penn State game and the Michigan uh and Iowa game. Those are the two games. I need Michigan to go one and one in those two mm. games. At Iowa, home for Penn State. They gotta right. go one and one. Right. I'll say they lose Michigan minus eight. Chris, you got it on, on, on a sheet here. And I grabbed it. I grabbed the Westgate sheets, but I didn't bring them over. I'll have them over here tomorrow when I do the show. But I'll say loss. So we're four. I'm still stuck at four. I have three. Minnesota at home. Got to win that game. It's going to be a harder game than you think, but I'm going to well, say here's, win. Here's, here's why it's a harder game than we think. It's sandwiched between at Michigan, Minnesota, home for Ohio State. Oh, really? Minnesota is right in between Michigan and Ohio State for Penn State. That's a real tough game. The tough, tough, tough three game stretch. Damn it. They're going to lose to Ohio State. They ain't beating them. Right. I'm all right. I got five. Oh, yeah. At Indiana. Oh, this is when it could go bad. (laughs) Right? The post Ohio State game. Ass right. whooping right. at home, deflates the season. I, I mean, I went to school there. Right, we were five and zero, oh, and then Miami came and kicked our ass, and they lost almost every game after that. It was terrible. Um, damn it, at Indiana, I'll say win, but it's going to struggle. Yeah, I'll I'll say win too. So I have four wins. I can't get to eight. Maryland at home, win at Rutgers. Better win that damn game. Um, I'll say win. Home for Michigan State. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, they could lose that game. I would bet under. It's eight. I think you could do it again and flip a game here, flip a game there. It's eight. You could do another, do it again, flip it. You go go through it six times. I think they're going. I think seven and five is the ceiling. It's. Is six the and six ceiling? Is, six and six is really possible. Yeah. If you lose at Purdue, at Auburn, at Michigan, I mean, that's and to, and to Ohio State. And Ohio, Ohio State. State's a 10 point favorite right now. Right, so there's there's four losses on the road at Purdue, at Auburn, at Michigan, Ohio State. Those are four losses. They have to win every other game to get to eight. <laughs> they can't That's what I mean like all. if everything goes right if everything goes right it's nine and three <laughs> like it's it's a best case scenario is nine I don't know how you're betting over you, you got, can't yeah plus 125 on the under is is the bet for me I have seven wins I, I think I, I think seven and five is the best you're gonna see for Penn State oh. this would does be Franklin survive job what? This would be a tremendous coaching job if he gets his team to win ten games. Ten games? What are you, it's 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 Monday at January twenty fifth. You okay? 
10 games. Penn State's not winning 10 games. That would be fun if they did. Okay, it'll be fun if the Patriots go 17 and 0, but it's not happening. You like, told me the Patriots are going to the playoffs. I don't think they what? are. Okay. I think they're winning 11 games. I think 11, 11 games. What's wrong with you? You were out hiking this morning with Jesse and Willie. You just did yeah. out in the sun a little too much or what? No, I 10 and seven, 11 and six for the Patriots. That's not 11 nuts. and six. Are you crazy? They got no, no chance of winning 11 games. They have no chance of winning 11 games, 11 games with that team. Come on. In that division. Wow. Exactly. That division got three wins baked in already. Three? Yeah. What, two against the Jets and one against the Dolphins? Correct. Dolphins aren't winning in December in Foxborough. Come on now. It happened. Man, oh man, it's gonna so they be go, they go three, they, they can lose both games to Buffalo and they might not. What if they, they lose one Buffalo? of the games to the Jets? Uh, well, that's a different story, but I mean, it just obviously that would disrupt the entire conversation, but I don't believe they're going to do that. I don't believe the Patriots are going to lose to the, the Jets are going to be a, a much more improved team, but I think the Patriots are <gasps> better than them. Season wins over Jets. Have you revised your opinion? No, I still think they're going to struggle, but I think they could be challenging. could be five weeks. Um, yeah, I, I, I think as the year progresses, they might get better. I'm just not a very, I, I don't know about Robert Salah yet. Or Sala, I'm not sure <laughs> as to how he's going to be, but I mean, Patriots after the bye last year went one and three. Going into the bye, Patriots won seven straight games, and this team is better than last year's team. Wow! So, just saying, like, wow, Patriots. brother Dan said, lock equals under eight. I agree with him. He don't really say that shit too much, man. I agree. He really be dialing in. He's really, he don't do you bet. that shit. Take plus you. money. I actually might bet it now that we've done it. I might bet this under. I think this is just the fact that they've got to go with four games baked in that I think are losses. The Purdue game could be the one that they win that game out of the gate. Then, okay. But Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, I think are losses. Right. So, I mean. And Indiana's going to be a hard game. <laughs> At Indiana, right. well, Minnesota, and I think Minnesota, and Minnesota being at even, home, like in between Michigan and Ohio those State two games, that's a terrible spot. That's a yeah. te- that's a terrible spot. <laughs> it's a perfect. It's a perfect spot for for Michigan to for, pull the upset for for, for, for the Minnesota. Pull, yes, pull the upset. So puts them right where <sighs> right where you want them to be. So yeah. All right. Uh, Props.com story of the day goes back to our NFL passing leader conversation, which. I don't know how in the living hell this happened. Okay. But Brad Feinberg, who I respect a ton from betprep.com, puts this out, makes a really good case. Derek Carr to lead the NFL in passing yards makes a really, really good, good case for it. I bet it. I got 10 to 1. He got 12 to 1. During the vacation week, Dan, (laughs) Dave. I saw Did you just on, call me Dan Bobby is your brother is your brother because it's just you're talking about brother Dan so it was in my head. All right. I saw two shows. What's your brother's name? Ben. Ben. It's hard to give you his name. Ben. 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 Dave and Dan are easy. Remember Dave and Dan, the whole you know thing? The whole little if you're Remember old, that? you know 
you know, you're old, you know, Dave and Dan, me, you remember and, that whole- me, and Dan, me and brother Dan used to do that. Uh, we used no. to pretend to be the commercials. Yeah. We're going to re awesome. when we get together, actually brother Dan doesn't know this yet. We're going to reinvent that. You should yeah. do it. It'll go viral. It'll be phenomenal. We're doing it. It would be awesome. Absolutely. No, but under the 30, we know the fuck you're talking about, but it'd be great. <laughs> it'd be absolutely great. Like what the hell is Dave and Dan? Remember Dan did the competition between two guys. What? What are you talking about? The Olympics? What? We're doing yeah, it. It was a big thing at the time. Good marketing campaign. <laughs> Anyways, I almost fell off my fucking chair when I'm watching TV. I'm watching a certain show that we all know. And I hear, I think Derek Carr is going to lead the NFL in passing yardage. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That didn't just happen. That didn't just happen. Like, there's no way that this is like, wait, what? There's 32 quarterbacks. Oh. You can bet on he's not the he's not in the top three choices, and all of a sudden that's the fucking play of the day. I I like I was like holy shit. I I went on the on, on the Discord channel. I'm like I'm sorry, but this is fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like it didn't just like come out of nowhere. How did that happen? Yep, that happened. You randomly. Sent me the text, and I just I gave you the smiley face emoji back because, again, I mean, just say thank you, just say thank you for the idea. Just think, hey, thank Brad Funberg, thank Brad, thank Brad, Brad. like thank them. Yeah, sure, I got it. Right. I'll, I'll thank them. That's right. I mean, it's a good bet. I think it exactly. makes sense. It's a ten to one return. It's a good <laughs> bet. Go make it. But like. You can't just tell me that, like, of all the fucking things in the world, that entire in gigantic screen you could bet on, the thing that you're going to come up with is that bet. Whoa! In come July. on, man! In, in July. July. Come like, on, man! That's like really, that's just that's geez. a strong coincidence stuff right there. That's, that's like yeah, that's stars aligning type of shit that doesn't make any sense to me. But anyways, are you coming around at all to it? That I, I could be on to this because here comes our guy, John Supowitz today Ooh. on this story. He Ooh. thinks the better bet. I mean, he's, he's looking at it as Justin Herbert to lead the league at plus six fifty is what he likes. I'm not sold Who? on Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Carb is in for the chargers to lead the NFL in passing yardage. He thinks that's the best play. I like that better than I like that better okay. than this. Do you like Brady better than no? Derek Carr. No. Okay. I like Carr better. No, I think I think the if the Buccaneers are gonna have this perceived success road to the NFC championship, they're gonna do it running the ball a lot. They're gonna not, I Ooh. mean, they're gonna keep this guy. I mean, I, it's just getting towards the end. No matter what he says and what he drinks and how good he looks and all this other stuff, it can't get hit. You just gotta keep this guy upright. Because if he goes down, the whole thing goes down. Right. So I, th I think they're going to run the ball more. I don't think he's going to pass nearly as much. He ain't got his guy a beater. I don't know what they're doing down there. He ain't got Gronk. I think they're going to run the ball, possess the ball longer, keep that defense fresh. I think they're going back to that type of football. So, no, I don't like Brady to lead the league. Um there's a lot of hype on this car, though. There's a lot of hype. I'm like, I, I hate. It. I absolutely hate the hype on the Raiders. All of a sudden, I don't know where it came from. I don't know why everyone's on board. Everyone told me I was an asshole last year. Year before that, Raiders over. You're crazy. Raiders over. You're crazy. I'm on the Raiders over again. Everyone's like, 
Oh yeah. It's a good bet. I'm like, I told everyone I talked to in LA. I, you know, everyone that I recommended, watch the show, listen to the show. They're like, what do you guys talk about? So we talk about the NFL season wins and all this other stuff. And like people that had watched it that I met like, yeah, you guys really like the Raiders over. I'm like, well, I mean, it makes sense. Doesn't it? You know, look at the schedule. Well, the schedule's pretty hard. Yeah, the schedule's pretty hard. The pretty good team, you know. They they were this close to beating the Bengals. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. I don't – you know, it's funny. You mentioned Willie, who's an AP writer who I was hiking with this morning, and he's been in this town since 1972, so he's seen, like, literally everything. He made a good point. Everybody is talking about the regression for the Raiders for their one-score wins last year but they don't go back and look at what happened two years ago where they lost all their one score games. The evening right. out was from two years ago to this to, to last year, right? That was the balancing act, not the, well, you have to expect them to regress after all those one score wins. They won last right. year. Well, that was because they lost a ton of them in year two years ago. So now yes. it's a clean slate this year. You can't use that. That, that narrative should be gone. It's a great point. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Cause they lost, but it was the COVID year. People weren't paying that close of attention to it, but they lost that game in the end zone to the chargers on that play that they didn't get a touchdown. The guy dropped the ball in the end of the tight end, dropped the ball, got stripped in the end zone. Um, they had a bunch of really tight missed field goals and bad games. And just like they were right there two years ago, but it was the COVID year. So everyone kind of like brushed past it. Oh, well, and last they couldn't year stop anybody defensively that year. And they won't stop anybody. I mean, come on. Chandler Jones is okay. Whatever. But they're not going to stop anybody now. Although I do think Rocky sin is getting completely slept on by the national national media. There's nobody in the secondary disagree with that. He's going to go. He's going to see Devonte Adams every damn day in practice. He's a good corner to begin with. Adams will make it even make him even better. So yeah. I, I still, I, I like the Raiders. Uh, I'm high on the Raiders and I think it's, this could be an interesting play. Right. Uh, the betprep.com prop bet of the day, Max freed under five and a half K's today. So Ooh. this is going to be an interesting, what's the price minus one Oh eight. I believe hmm. at Fandle on this price. You've got six uh, over six or more strikeouts in just one of his last five games overall. One of the last five games after his team failed to cover with an average of 5.6 in nine of the last 19 games this year, averaging 5.7. We've seen Freed go over this number. Freed faced the Phillies back in May, stayed under the number, came in with five Ks since that game back in May. The Phillies at home with 293 plate appearances versus left-handed pitchers have a K rate of 18.4. Last three games, Phillies have averaged just seven Ks per game. How do you feel about Max Freed going under five and a half Ks today? I bet over. Ooh, really? Only because the Phillies are free to yeah. I just um the first first thought was over, and then you told me the line. Shaded to the over. Mm-hmm. All the stats indicate under. Not for me. I would only bet this over. Interesting. Yeah. K props are so hard. You like this? Or you don't even no. want to do K props. You're just done with baseball today. That's it. I have one I I have one bet to run through you to, to, okay. to run by you for right for, for baseball. But yes, I am I am as of right now I have nothing bet for baseball. I might there's one bet that we'll get to here in a second that I might, and it's a big capital M might play today, but otherwise I would really like to stay as far away from this as I possibly can stay. Uh, 
Okay, let's go to the uh, just go to better to book it. Being brought to you by Caesar Sports, you guys with just the pick starting JTP fifteen, the promo code for up to a fifteen hundred dollar risk free bet from Caesar's William Hill with the new account. All right, so because I was not betting baseball, I want to get two season win totals bets. Going back to what we've talked about before, the Seattle Sea Sucks <laughs> are going to be horrible. Are you going to stick with? <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Are you going to say it every time you mention this team? On the Not show? every time, but for, for a while, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be the worst team in football. Number was six at circuit last night. <laughs> Minus 115. Yep. And I finally bet it. I finally came around. They have the worst quarterback situation you could think of. They have got a really hard schedule in which right now they're only going to be favored in three games all at home against crap teams like the Jets going to Seattle. They might win three games. How do you feel about under six wins for Seattle? Betting it or booking it. When we went through this, what did we come up with? Five, both of us. Yeah. Like you can under bet school. under five and a half at plus money, by the way. If you want to do that, you can do that plus 140 at five and a half wins. You can go and get plus money on it if you want. Yeah. As we get closer to camp, we'll, we'll start to really do this and, and Camp's the Westgate this does week. have that season win contest. What are you closer to camp? Camp opens this week. Raiders well, are I mean, with, with stuff happening at oh, camp, okay. like all it's right. just, it's all, it's all nonsense. I used to go to training camp for the first two weeks because mm-hmm. the guys that I worked with or, you know, it was a long drive and they're like, yeah, Dave, go to camp. And I did. And I enjoyed it. I, cause I like watching professionals practice, but you're not learning anything. Um, I would only bet under. I, 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 there's no chance in that division with those teams that I want any part of over with Seattle with, I mean, the quarterback situation is Drew Locke and Geno Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, just say that out loud and then say over in the same sentence and people in the chat are <laughs> worried about whether we're drunk or high. I'm neither. And Why? I know I'm not betting over no. with that situation. Yes. No, God, no, no. All right. So last night, I'm perusing through all the different plays. You know, I've been watching Alabama, Texas, this line, been watching this line been watching this line. All of a sudden in Vegas, this number goes to 17 last night. This was the, uh, this was what prompted the text. I've right? gone to sleep early last night. So okay. I saw the text. So so I didn't respond. I'm, I'm scrolling through looking at all these. I've been watching Alabama, Texas for literally two months now going, okay, when am I going to fire on this? When am I going to fire on this? Steam comes in over the weekend. I don't know who dropped a bag off at the Westgate on Alabama, but somebody did because the number has been 15, 15 and a half zip 17. Second. I see that I'm going, who the fuck is betting on football right now? Besides someone who I besides sharp people right now. No one's, no one's putting big money down to to move a line, a point and a half. They're moving a line, a point and a half either to arbit to get 17. They've bet the under trying to middle it. They go 12 to 17 trying to middle it's it. Nice. Okay. It's a good possible. It's a five point middle to get in yeah. there or they With really the key like numbers, Alabama. 13, 14 and yeah. 15 is somewhat yeah. I mean, it's getting better too with the two. So 15 is the number that I've been waiting. I opened up at 12, 12 and a half at certain books around quickly bet to 14. It stuck at 14 for a while. Finally crossed 14 has now steamed right up to 17. Saw it 17 DraftKings is at 14 and a half. Oh, DraftKings was the was the low in the country last night. Two unit bet, Alabama minus fourteen and a half at Texas. You did it. Two. Yes, I dropped two units on it last night. I, I my, my first two unit bet. 
I've been waiting and watching. I've been telling you about it. I've been watching this game. Alabama is going to win this game by 21 points minimum, but I'll take 14 and a half. I'd rather 14 can't buy points this this far out. You can't buy the half a point. I would have, if I could have bought it to 14, but I'll just deal with a 14 and a half for now and get two and a half points of value. Westgate to DraftKings. Yeah. But, Betting or booking Alabama on the road at Texas late. Well, I don't want anything to do with Texas. I not, in, <laughs> not in this situation. I, 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 there's no way I they would have a touch Texas. Alabama gets a tune-up game. They beat these teams by 30 points without it, and they lost in the playoffs last year. They're they're ferociously mad. They're bringing back Bryce Young. They've got their offensive line. They've got their running backs. They've got the defense. Where's, and you've got Steve Sarkeesian, a former assistant coach for, for Nick Saban, when he kicks the living shit out of them whenever he can. Where's the game at Austin? They're going to go in there. Alabama lost a five-star wideout to Texas. A kid's going to play in this game as a true freshman because Texas is joining the SEC. And they're going to say, we're joining the SEC. You don't have to leave the state to go play in the SEC anymore. Come with us. We're going to get out early. We're going to be in the SEC. Nick Saban is going to go in there and send a damn message to the entire state of Texas that Alabama is still Alabama. They're going to hear all camp long you suck you suck you suck from Saban and they're going to go to Austin and they're going to torch the burnt orange <laughs> making a very good case I'm just looking at the number I know it ain't coming back to this so I would only bet this yeah I think it's going to close at like 20 I think once the public wakes up and realizes mm, what's going on I don't know how much higher past 17 and a half 18 and it's going to get it's 17 I now I think it's the high right where West gets up I think West gets the highest in the country It'll tick over 17 and get to 17 and a half. And that's okay. when Jeez, if, if, if it gets to 17 and a half, I mean, I might think about coming back and betting the middle, but it's just a unit on, on the dog. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those guys that are holding minus 12s got 13, yeah. 14, 15, 16. And if they can get 17 get it right now, Westgate's today. Well, no, 17. I, but if they get to 17 oh, and a oh, half, they, yeah. those numbers all middle, all win. <sighs> In an Alabama-Texas football game at Texas, you get the road team plus all them points. Like, that's a perfect middle. So I think books will be very reticent to to get past 17. Ceiling means 17. Interesting. All right, so I love everyone because I've been bitching and moaning about baseball. So people are coming in here and giving me all their plays. I actually like this play before this person in my DM has been like sending me all these different stats on the Royals and the angels today. Cause you said bet against the angels every time. Okay. Let's talk about this. Noah Syndergaard going against Zach Greinke. Noah Syndergaard on the road ERA 5.96, 2.96 at home. Zach Greinke on the road absolutely stinks he's horrible on the road however at home wait are you Zach, reversing this i thought Syndergaard was really good on the road no Syndergaard's terrible really on the road and great terribly good at home that Greinke on the road is 7.38 era but Zach Greinke's Greinke. at home today correct 1.86 so you have Syndergaard who sucks on the road terrible Greinke who's great at home great at home okay yeah the total for these last 14 team for these last 14 games combined with Granky and Syndergaard pitching the under is 10, two and two between these two. the under Granky has won four straight at home, five and two straight up 
six and one on the run line, 1.92 ERA in those games. Scoring differential of 1.43. Average score, average run. They've won the game by uh, a score of three to one and a half. Money line, first five. Syndergaard's favored. Well, actually, just switched at FanDuel. Now it's minus 110 on both sides. It was yeah. minus 115 to minus 105. Now it's minus somebody came in and bet the Royals. And now it's minus 110 on both sides. First five money line. Huh. Do you get away? Do you dead pick a minus 105 at six different books right now. I cannot believe that. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Dead, dead minus 105. I mean, that's two bad baseball teams. So the numbers are this. The the Royals are one in six in the first game. Uh, sorry, the Angels are one in six in the first game first of a road game. series where they've changed they've changed cities. Oy. Their only win came came against Seattle. Dear Lord. So I'm trying to pick the winner this game. I'll book it. I'll book it. <laughs> you like the I'll Angels? I'll take the Angels. Yeah, I'll no, take the bad. Angels. No, I mean, at this okay. silly price, the way you're running, I'm definitely I'm not, booking oh, you. I'm not, I haven't bet it. I didn't say I was betting Sideways. it. This is the only game I would bet oh. today. If I was going to make a play, bet the but, under. It's an under game. Just bet the under. That's the play. That's the play. First the five under. under or the game under? Uh, first five under. If we get four or four and a half. Um, your first first five under is four and a half. Juiced minus one thirty four at Fanduel. Under. I think that stays under. And at worst, it's 2-2 two, two and you win. Four and a half when the total's eight. I'll pay a little extra for the juice. I think it's a good play under. The game's an under. Pain. Pain. Look at you. You don't want to do bet. it. Look I, at you. I have to bet an under with the Royals <laughs> and the A's in late July. Angels. Angels. Sorry, Angels. Sorry, Angels. Sorry. Royals and the Angels in late July at Kauffman Stadium. Painful, isn't it? It's baseball betting. You want to you want to do baseball betting, and it ain't easy. It's it's hard. It's just getting you ready for football. It's all Monday night football. You're gonna have games. You're gonna have bets on Monday night. It's Monday. You're yeah, gonna I can, I can bet you know different things. I can bet in Monday night football. I can bet props. I can bet different things. I, I got I got a whole menu. I got every, I mean, I, I it's so much easier. Under. I can get rid of the game. Don't worry about the game. I can bet just quarterback passing props, and I can bet running back rushing props, and I can bet all sorts of fun shit when it comes to Monday night football and avoid the total and avoid the side. Instead, I'm left with things like nerfy yurfy. <laughs> Strikeout props, home run props, total base bullshit. Like it's just <laughs> constant garbage. The Sounds whole like thing is garbage. Thing. Just so bad. Absolutely. It's six weeks we'll be talking about Denver and, and Seattle. On great. Monday night. I would I would love I, I that, that is a that, that is a five-star restaurant compared to what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> and Seattle, and Seattle's gonna win that game and get you all jacked up about your season yeah, win bet on they're gonna win one. the first game against great. Denver. Great. And then they'll lose the next 15. So it's fine. They'll just lose them all and be be, be done. Our favorite thing about today is what is we're way over on time. We're way over on time. Um so I'll keep it quick. And we'll say Farah's road trip stories for tomorrow because yeah, we'll do that for sure. We got it. We're gonna have to hear about that. Um my favorite thing about today actually happened yesterday. Um so we got the puppy. And we named the dog Charlie Joy, so CJ. Uh, and 
it's going to require a change in lifestyle where you're not going to be able to leave all the time. Somebody's going to stay home for the dog and all these different things. So yesterday I come downstairs, greet the dog, and I say I'm going to eat at my favorite place to eat in town here, Omelette Cafe, which, again, we're going to probably hopefully talk to Iggy and set something up there. But um, would anybody like to go? Oh, no, we can't because we have a dog. We have a puppy. Everybody can't just pick up and go. So I go by myself. Nobody wants to leave the dog. Everybody's like, go by yourself. I walk in. Place is packed. I highly recommend you guys going. There's one in Summerlin. There's one in Sky Canyon. Either one is great. I'm at the Sky Canyon location. There's nowhere to sit except at the counter. So I go by myself. I sit at the counter. This is great. Iggy comes over. I absolutely love it. It's I love I've gone to places by myself multiple times throughout my life. I'm good with it. You know, I can scroll through the the, the Twitter. Awesome. Yeah, I can just sit there and eat. Well, Iggy comes over and sits and talks and we have shrink sessions. We're talking about a lot of the stuff we were talking about earlier and et cetera, et cetera. And a gentleman walks over to me and taps me on the shoulder and says, hey, Dave, uh, it's, it's, it's nice to meet you. And I turned and I was like, Hey man, uh, nice to meet you too. Do I know you? And usually I remember names and faces and I have never seen this guy before in my life. And he goes, no, we've never met before, but I follow you on social media. I listen to the shows and stuff and I'm a big fan. I just wanted to come over and say, I love what you're doing. You're a positive force in a, oh, in a negative nice. environment. And I nice. really enjoy it. And I picked up your check. And I was like, oh, man, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, 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 it's my pleasure. That's he's awesome. like, I want you to just keep doing what you're doing. And I know you could probably use the help after your trip to L.A. I saw all the cool stuff you bought. Wow, <laughs> and I started nice. laughing. That's and I awesome. was like, I was like, listen, I said, what's your what's your first name? So he said, his name is Omar. He works at the South Point as a pit boss on the nice. swing shift. And he picked up the check. And I was like, hey, man, I really appreciate it. You know, you don't have to do He's like, I know I don't have to, but I just want to tell you, keep doing what you're doing. It's a pleasure to meet you. And I said, well, listen, I'll try to stop by and see you at work. We talked a little bit about working in a casino and the challenges and things that are going on right now with this new like COVID stuff happening and a possible recession that everybody's mm-hmm. talking about that's maybe coming. It's, it's a different vibe in a casino right now. There's a lot of challenges and I get it. I've worked and talked to a lot of them and I still know a lot of people that do it. It's tough. But a guy picked up my check because of the content and the shows and Iggy was right there and the guy walked away, you know, fist bumped him on the way out and he turned to me, he goes, Dude, you really are Hollywood. He said, somebody just picked up your check. And I thought, how lucky am I? Hell so yeah. that I, I I couldn't wait to tell that story. I, I, I had to uh I had to get proof verification from E mm. to the to the wife and kids. It did happen. But Amar, <laughs> thank you for the meal. Uh we'll see you hopefully at the South Point soon. Two things for me, both pretty quick. First, Jenna Garcia is in town. So for those of you who remember what we did. We had, and she wanted to do this. We got a hundred likes on Instagram. Oh God. She was going to get a, get a tattoo. Oh God. And then I said, okay, well, if I get, can't remember what I was supposed to do as well, but I did something as well. The brigade did that as well. And then I got, I have to get a tattoo as well. So today is tattoo Monday. 
Today is a day that we're supposed to get tattoos. My, I have my tattoo artist. The guy's done my three tattoos already. So I've already talked to him. So at three o'clock today, we're supposed to go. So I have to go. She's on sitting on the strip. So I've got to go pick her up. I got to meet, got to go talk to E and Eric. Eric's going to come and shoot it. So we're going to have content and pictures. You're I'm coming? coming. Okay. Next minute address. We'll do. Okay. So three o'clock. So, 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 we're, so we're going. Um, I don't know what she's getting. I don't know where I'm getting it. If I'm getting it on my forearm or my arm, I don't know. I, I, my left arm is going to be my tattoo arm. So I don't know if I'm going to get where, I, oh. where exactly I'm getting it. But Jake has been a guy who's done all three of my tattoos. So going back to see Jake uh, to get that done today. So it, I don't know if it's going to happen. It's supposed to happen. It's on schedule. Three o'clock is our time. We'll see if actually if it happens or not, but we'll be watching on social media. I'll add sports talk, Matt. I'll take pictures and whatnot. I don't know what Jenna's getting. I don't know where she's getting it, but it's going to be fun. And then I'm taking Eric and E out. You're welcome to come. I'm taking them out to dinner. So we're going from the tattoo parlor to dinner. So, uh, to go say, how thank long you for it take to get a tattoo really depends upon what it is and how long can be uh this one was a half an hour these two were like 45 minutes this one was mm. did this one because it, it just i shaded it had to shade it in a lot so it was 40 yeah. minutes some of them, some of them were quick um okay. so it depends on i most of mine are all line work and this one's got a little more shading on it so it may take a little bit longer but i don't know what she's getting i don't know what the piece that she's going to get so generally 30 minutes to an hour is what it's taken in the past so Two of them, two people. We have a six o'clock reservation. So it's, I kind of staggered, staggered it that way to get it done. So that's happening today. And then it's a reminder today, this starts the week in which I started to come to Vegas every single July. The picture I sent to you and Farah of me at the book at the Venetian was, yeah. in, 2000, was in 2009, which was, I think, my second year of coming to Vegas. But I went through a year from 2008 all the way to like 2016, somewhere in that range, 2015. Before yeah, before I moved here. I was coming here every July. And yeah. I was in July for this week. And normally this week is the blisteringly most hot week of the entire 12-month calendar. And yesterday was 85, 90. Today is 90. It's crazy. It's like not rain this morning at my rain. House. It rained when I was hiking. It was raining when we were hiking today. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny, but I always like to acknowledge this week because this is the week that started it all. Cause I never thought I'd be get to get to move here when I started coming here every week, covering AU, going into these high schools all around town where I know them all now by name and where they are. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I was getting in a car, GPS driving around going, where am I? Durango? What? Like, where am I going <laughs> into these? And it's, it's the summertime. So they don't turn the air conditioning on. Yeah. In these in these gyms, hot as hell. Oh my god! You walk in, you're like, "How are you? this?" Is not like child endangerment. Like these are like 15 year old kids playing <laughs> basketball. Another day here. A hundred degree temperatures. They're like, "Yep, they're playing four to five games a day." No problem. I I had so many wild interactions in college with college coaches, assistant coaches, and head coaches during the time of just like walking up to these gyms and sitting down next to these like coaches that you know by name uh-huh. and just shooting the shit with them <laughs> just, just because it's the most casual laid back they're there not to recruit or evaluate they're there so the kid can see them there that's, that's it. it that's they just, it they fly all this time they can't <sighs> talk it's a dead period they can't talk to the kid they're simply just there so they can do the head nod hey how you doing just so the kid knows that you're there watching him play to see it doesn't matter what he does i mean i I was always asked like are you are you evaluating no the the other coach is here to evaluate you're here to do what play golf and be seen (laughs) really 
Yeah. <laughs> Lake Golf to be seen. It's a, you know, I, I, I it, it's, it's all part of the calendar. It's Peach Jam first. Then you come to Vegas and you're in Vegas for the week and two weeks and whatever. And the Fab 48 and the Super 64 were the two tournaments I covered the most. And it's just, you know, it's wild that I now actually live here. Like, it's just, it's always a weird acknowledgement of like, if you told me in 2008 when I was sitting in the Venetian, hey, by the way, in 2022, you're going to be living in Vegas. I would have been like, yeah, no. How? <laughs> like, how did I get here? Because I want to live here, but how did I manage to pull that off? Right. So, rabbit out of a hat. We are back. Scheduled back. Back on the football has begun, everybody. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. We appreciate each and every one of oh. you. Discord channel, betprep.com slash chat to get into it. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place for the Bostonian versus the book.